Vino and Rich. Best of the week. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Oh, butt cheeks, nice. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. My brother is moving at the end of this month. Look at that. The whole just, family's moving. Just like me. It's official, huh? I'm moving. He's moving. Rich is moving. Everyone's moving. I'm moving October 29th. You like to move it, move it. Keeping score at home. My brother's moving. Oh, the 29th? Moving, uh, I think I'm like the 24th or something. Soon. 29th, I'm... Uh, I got to do. Uh, that's great because he said the twenty fourth spot. So it's, no, it's well, Tommy's. I got a movie. good deal because I hired movers and shakers. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that, two for one. Two for one deal. I can come over like on like November third to check your place out. Cool. We'll come. I'll come over. and We'll watch the election together. The election results. November. So 3rd. your brother's moving. My brother's moving. Jersey City, New Jersey, which is a hot spot for a younger person for sure. My parents can't wrap their heads around why he would want to move from their basement to this place. I know it sounds obvious, like you should have done that a long time ago, but save your money, no one's bothering you. You're going to move out and spend, you know, let's just say two Gs a month to live with two other dudes when you could just live here for free. Can I make, a, pred- can I make a prediction? Yeah. I'll be back home in a year. Well, that's rude. It's a fair prediction. No, yeah. it's, it's a fair prediction. I just think it's also a rude If you listen close, I'll show you the video of my brother's digs, right? Oh, okay. It's three bedrooms because there's three dudes. Or is there three bedrooms? And I'll explain. Tonight is fucking dudes. I'll play this for you. There's really nothing here, but you do hear my brother say one thing that is so indicative to what Spot said. Check it out. Why would you not play it over the board? Because I'm not signing into Bluetooth and wasting time. I'm getting right at it. We're going to have Sean uh, decorate the place. How often y'all be doing laundry? Like every day? By the way, did you hear that part? That's really all you need to hear. How often you be doing laundry like every day? That's my brother. These are his questions. How often you be doing laundry? Like every day. Like every day. Let me, see the, the, let me see the video up close. Because they have, because there's laundry in the apartment. Yeah. He's like, yo, so we got our own? Like, how often are we going to use it, yo? He is clueless Joe Jackson. Yo, is the Vato there? I saw a big jug of cranberry juice on the counter. My brother makes me feel like I'm the smartest man alive. So put that in perspective. It's a nice place. It's a really swank sort of place. Very S-W-A dot dot N-K. Swank. Very, oh, He's moving that. into Swank. The two dots over the A. Resorts swank. in Jersey City. Look at those wood floor. Oh. No, I'm super proud of him. Floor to ceiling windows. Does he have a balcony? Super proud of him. He's doing his thing. I think it seems like a really cool place for young guys to go and slay some ass, right? It's an ass pad. How am I going to slay ass in mom's basement, yo? I get it, Tom. <laughs> so do your thing. Spread your wings and fly, butterfly. Here's the thing. He's like, what do you think of my place? He sends me the video, and I'm like, dude, because he's talking about how often do you la- do laundry, right? You, you, hear the, you hear the conversations going on in the background, but you see the place, and it's beautiful. Again, I'm proud of him. He's making money. He's making moves. Good for Tommy. No knock on him there. This is a dilemma of what would you do. Now, two of his buds lived in this complex, 
They okay. already lived in this apartment building or area or whatever, right? And they're all moving to a different apartment. Yeah. Okay. But check it out. So two of them are moving from one apartment to a bigger one with an extra room. And they're like, yo, Tom, you want to get in on this? So Tommy's the third guy in. Okay. That's important to the story. So my brother sends me a video of the place. Like, what do you think of my pad, yo? I'm like, it looks sweet, dude. Which room is yours? Prediction. The other guys have like windows and space, and he has like what is like the office with no windows, and it's a tiny little bitch ass room. No, he's got the balcony. No, you're you're dead on. Yeah. So he's like, what do you think of my place, yo? I'm like, well, which room is yours? He's like, the one without the windows. Swoot, yo. I'm like, what? I was like, well, I hope you're paying less. No, why? You think I should, yo? I'm like, well, I mean, you're moving in this week. Isn't that something you should have discussed already? And then I don't want to rain on his momentum. Excitement parade. And his excitement parade, his ass parade that he has lined up. But I'm like, well, hey, it's a matter of what's important to you. But that shit would be important to me because you see the other rooms and they have dope ass. Do you have a picture of his room? Lit up, you know, rooms with windows and shit. Was that that in the video? I didn't see it. Show me. That's. The apartment that Tommy's moving into is near the Hudson River. So the bedrooms with windows have views of the Hudson River in New York City. Tommy's room in the apartment is probably – it's probably listed as a two-bedroom with an office. So I, I asked and, Jordan. And, I'm like, uh, Jordan. And the office is probably his bedroom. I'm like, right. hear me out. I even said that. I was like, you got a fucking tiny office room, dude. Are you serious? I was like, bro. It's probably like, you a, gotta, st- probably like a storage room. I said, you like got to like be paying closet. less. He's living in a closet. He's like, you think so, yo? So here's, here's what happens. He's living in the so closet. I, I go to Jordan. Jordan, he's don't, in the you closet. Think, don't you think my brother should be paying less? I was like, he's in the room with no windows. So wait, they're doing an equal share split of the apartment. Yes. Oh, my so, God. So Jordan goes, well, technically, it's not a bedroom then. Bedroom has to have windows and a closet. I'm like, yo, technically, Tommy, it's not even a bedroom. Actually, the other, t- and the other rooms had like a bathroom off their room. Yeah. And closets, like 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 designer closets, <laughs> oh, no, and dope ass floor to ceiling windows, like no. bright and sweet and swung. They had their own balcony. Check it out. Let right? me see. Hang on. Check it out. So, look. Hang on. It, the place is dope. I'm not trying to diss on it. It's oh. super nice. His room is the one with no light. All right. Completely so here's, dark. Here's, here's one of the rooms. Oh, right. It's got the windows. Yeah. It's got the uh, its own bathroom. All right, there's the living area. That's, that's his room. That's, that's his it. room. The one that he just totally glanced by. Look at that. So <laughs> it's a fucking it's closet. A closet. So I say to him, "Hold oh, on." I said, no. and here's well, the other, "Oh, look at this sweet closet in the other room." I know. Oh my god. Uh, and this, and then you know, brother man that he's living with is like, "Yeah, man, I got mad stuff I'm putting in that closet, yo." I'm like, "Well, Tommy, where are you putting your shit?" He's like, it's "I don't like, know, you." There's so anyway, no windows. It's half the size of the other right, well, room. Let me explain his side before we, you know, talk about it. His side is. So I'm like, Tommy, you're sleeping in the office. I was like, you should be paying less. I'm not saying any room bad move. I'm saying you, you should be. You bed in there. That's it. You should be but paying what less. Is he put in there? Is he that goes, a fuck room only? He says it's bigger than the other rooms. I'm like, it doesn't is, look is bigger. This, wait, is this the fantasy suite of he the goes, apartment? It's bigger than the other rooms, yo. It and I'm like, it doesn't, doesn't look, look it. it. I was like, but it has no windows. It's not even a bedroom. He goes, it's technically not the office. He's saying it's the den. So it might be bigger so here's the compromise. No, this if my brother's telling the truth, he's saying it's the quote-unquote den, no windows, it's just a room, hmm. and it's technically bigger than the other bedroom, so that's the sort of trade-off. No windows, but it's bigger. And I'm like, that doesn't look bigger. There is no way that this... See, it doesn't this, look bigger. All right, so this is the main... Uh, I know this is a very visual thing. 
But we're looking at we're the main. We're looking at a main. We're looking at the master has, suite. The, the yeah. master bedroom has floor to ceiling windows and a bathroom in it. He's like, but they were in on it first. And yeah. look, look at how wide and long it is. Right, his room is. It's like half that size, half that depth, that's, and half that width. That's what I see too. That's how it looks to me. But he's saying well, it's bigger. So oh here's God. the point. I don't care that that's what he's doing, right? But if he's doing that, shouldn't he be paying? significantly less he's like you think the window matters that much yo i'm like uh, what do you yes yes of course i said otherwise it's not even a bedroom and what sort of closet space do you have if it's the den they got custom closets in the other bedrooms custom with shelving it looks like something from ikea like a custom let's swan sliding doors the absence of windows in your bedroom Means there's a lack of airflow filtering in and out of the room. Oh your God, brother's room, it, your brother's room is going to smell like stale air, farts, humidity, and it's going to be warm. And it's going to be a weird sleeping environment where the two roommates have windows and natural light. This yeah. is the guy asking how often he has to do laundry, and you're worried about the smell in his room. Oh. Yeah, but it's not even that. It's not technically a bedroom. So yeah. I'm like, yo, I think it's great for you because I don't want to again. Let's say I don't the- want to dump on his progress because I think it's still a dope move. I think he should still make the move. But this numbskull, <laughs> Nudnik, N- Nimrod, didn't have the sense to say yo, from the start. Nitwit. Like, yo, yo, uh, I think it's dope. I'm in, yo. I'm the third guy in. You got the dope room suite, but I'm paying 200 less or some shit. Yeah. And he's like, you think I should? I'm like, well, dude, you're moving in next week. That's a conversation you should have had. So I feel like I want to strangle the guy because I do think he needs to make this move. Let's say for but the sake. now, si- what's he supposed to do with if his it, friends? If, if it's like three grand. Let's say for the sake the of argument. Yeah, let's say the apartment's four grand. I think his friends a, are jerk off. Like, he's recognized that. Each person would be paying like, let's say it's like each person pays 1350 a month, right? Yeah. He should be paying... Like twelve hundred, like twelve hundred, the and they guys, should be paying yeah. fifteen. And by the way, I don't want my brother feeling like, why do you gotta like call me out? You know, mom and dad are gonna be listening. You know, give me more hard time about it. But this is stuff That's you need not to the learn. Point. This is the, the point. Is I want what's best for my brother. I want him to move out. I think he should move out. I think it'll be good growth for him. But I think he should be paying less. And I think his friends are jerk offs to like somehow think it's okay that he's not. Bros, I'm calling a roommate meeting, yo. My brother is brought to my attention that I might be wronged. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think he's like, think yo? I'm like, yeah. This well, is and then I switch righteous, yo. Just because, like, and, and I do mean this. Everybody has different priorities, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, for me, I'm not getting a window, and, like, I don't have my own closets and shit. Like, fuck that. What type of girl's going to be like Tommy's sweet room? It isn't wouldn't matter whole, to isn't me. Isn't his whole goal like, yo, I want to impress women? Well, I it, imagine the, it it's might like, not matter to my brother. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, so I don't want, I got to keep that in mind. I wouldn't mind. Like if, if let's say you got this apartment in this new location. It's his first big apartment. It's a dope, the dope apart- apartment. The rest of the apartment's nice. It has a beautiful kitchen, nice living area, oh, yeah. it's balcony, whatever. So you're really only spending time in your room. That being said, when you live with roommates, you like to retreat to your room a lot. Sure. But you're really only spending time in your room to sleep. So I understand that portion. Like, okay, I, I, I happen to have the shittiest room in the apartment. It's it's going to be... But if it were cheaper, it would be more incentive right. to, sense. to stay there. Right. The fact that he's paying as much for a guy that has a large room with a bathroom and another guy that has a larger room with like a huge walk-in closet... 
and he gets a hole in the wall. That's what I don't understand. That's where he should speak up. Yeah, I don't, I'm so aggravated for him because I feel like he's getting hosed on that. I do because he's so just amped to move, and he was the third guy in. He didn't have equal say, which yeah. I get all that. I do. But he should be paying less if he's not getting that window. Like I'm like, how does that not matter to you? He's like, the view's not that dope anyway, yo. I'm like, yeah, but it's the life that it brings. The light. <laughs> no window should be paying a shit ton less. That's how yeah. I feel. You know, but then there's people like view matters to me. Or like the, the vibe that that window creates in those other rooms is so noticeable. He's living in a cave in between two dope bedrooms. So, well, could he, is, is he? I think he needs to address it. But again, shit it, that should have been addressed from the start. I have a question. Is it listed as a two-bedroom or a three-bedroom? It's straight up. A, it has to legally be a two-bedroom. It's not a bedroom. It doesn't have windows or – there's probably maybe like a, a closet that a den would have, like a coat closet or something. But there's no like bedroom closet. There can't be. Can you it's not the, a third bedroom. Do you have the address? I want to look up like the no. listing of the apartment or something. I might be able to find it, but – I want to see what it is. You know, and no one wants to – believe me, I'm being very sensitive about it because no one wants to dump on the fun parade. But when he shows me that – out of my brotherly concern, that's the first thing I think of. I'm like, well, I would say pay 200 less. Let these idiots, if they want to have the closets, I don't care if they were there first. You're filling up a lot of that bill for them like, do they by, s- by living in that room. Do they, yeah, they're, they're taking advantage, man. That's how I feel <laughs> your brother? It. Your brother doesn't seem like a pushover friend, though. He's not. He's just like, I'm just whatever. He's just stoked to be there. Like, You see the rest of it, though, yo? I'm like, yeah, it's nice. It's really nice. Like, I don't want to lose focus on, like, yeah, it's great. It's super dope. You're going to have a great time. This is more about the business side of it, the money side of it, the friendship part of it where you're like, yeah, I'm coming in. I'm going to pay less because you guys have the dope room. And that conversation didn't seem to be had. And that bothers uh, me. Lee in Chicago said, sorry, guys. It's simple. A bedroom needs a closet. Case closed. He doesn't even have a closet in there. I mean, there's probably a closet. It didn't look like it. It didn't look like it, well, but I would imagine. I'm pretty sure I asked him that, you know, if there's yeah, a closet. Yeah, where's he going to store all his clothes? Are they going to say... My brother has like 8,000 pairs of sneakers. Are they going to say Tommy... They're not going there. Are they going to say Tommy, like the hallway closet? Oh, you could use that. And now he's like the makeshift guy? Yeah. I would imagine. He's and I'm sure there's like the a little... like guy. A little... Uh, oh, the linen closet's yours, Tommy. Yeah, exactly. And that's fine. Just but pay less. you got to pay less to make that balance. You think I should? I'm like, yeah, yeah. but I think it's going to be awkward now to have that conversation when you're moving in there in a week. You know? Did he sign anything? And look, no one makes the perfect decisions. Believe you me, I have a lot of my doubts. I'm making a move too. Am I making all the right moves? Who the fuck knows? Like if I, like if I were going to rent out this apartment, like let's say I were going to split this apartment with someone and they were staying in the guest room. He's more the guest room is a little bit smaller, has like a smaller bathroom area. I would charge someone less. Right. I wouldn't charge them. That's why I, I think they're I've, jerk I've, I've lived with a roommate. Now, now, here's the catch. Depending on where you live, designers and general contractors who build these buildings and these pop-up apartment complexes that, to be honest, the one Tommy's living in, it's a newer complex. That's a newer building. They're built for either roommates or families, depending on where you live, right? I lived in an apartment in the 2000 spot, if you remember, with our old radio buddy, Scary Jones. I do now, remember that. Now, that apartment, Covino, it was equal. 
It was designed for roommates. It was almost like middle of the apartment. I remember that apartment. It was like kitchen, living room, dining room. And then on one side was like bathroom, bedroom. On the other side was bathroom, bedroom. Dual master. It was was like, yeah, it was a, yeah. Then like the apartment, when we first moved to LA spot, Sarah and I got a two bedroom where we wanted to very much make sure that it wasn't like that. We were like, we want a master bedroom, a master bedroom, and, and we want, the, the, yeah, we want the second bedroom to be the guest bedroom or office, but not to be or spots room. Yeah, you, you don't want if it's you and your wife, you don't want equal size rooms in a place. Yeah, like when I lived with uh, Jen, she was paying more of the rent, but she had the huge master suite, mm-hmm. and I had the the guest. Yeah. What was clearly. The, the secondary guest room, room, even though it was huge, it was clearly the secondary guest room. It yeah. didn't have its own your, bathroom. Your brother like, is probably your brother is probably in a what they're selling is a luxurious high rise city view two bedroom with a living room, kitchen, extra, laundry, and extra space and extra space in the form of like bonus a, a, a bonus room. They probably bonus, call it, right? bonus room and the yeah. bonus room because they can't call it a bedroom, but so, bonus room is Tommy's room. And he's more into splitting sheets. It doesn't seem like a bonus to me, yo. It's my boner room, yo. Boner room. So I'm into splitting sheets, not not rent, yo. So he's more focused on splitting sheets than he is splitting the rent. And he didn't really focus on that part of the deal. And that's the first thing I saw because I would be like, no fucking way am I having that room. Yeah, is he signing the lease or are they just like... I don't... Again, priorities, dude. Everyone has different priorities. He's more into splitting sheets than splitting rent. He doesn't care. He has his own room. By definition, Me? by definition, a bedroom. This is Chuck, who's in that world. He said, by definition, a bedroom must have a window and a closet. He said, said Jordan was saying that. Yeah, yeah, yesterday. but but I'm just saying, giving Jordan confirmation that that is officially in the real estate world. Here's the question for you then: Is your brother on a lease then? No, can't. Yeah, be. he's on it because he had to fill in the paperwork. Then, mm. are they assuming like two of the dudes are gay? Yeah, I have no idea. Right, because maybe they don't care. Because if three dudes are in a two-bedroom, they're assuming like two... uh, Are they doing like a Mr. Roper, like a Jack Tripper thing? Like, we're we're a couple, and this is... Dude, that's hilarious. Imagine that. No, because... The landlord knocks on the door. What's up, yo? I mean, come here, honey. And he has to have his buddy there. Yeah. So, what's up? It's like three's company. Because the reality is, three people in a two-bedroom, you're assuming that would be... Like, you could put... like. If you're two people and a kid, you could live in a two-bedroom, obviously. But three single dudes in a two-bedroom, I'm surprised the, the building manager is not questioning, like, all right, what's the story here? Maybe, so the maybe three... one of the other dudes didn't get their name in on the lease. On I the don't pay. know. Yeah. Well, but my brother, again, my brother was the last dude in on this rental property. Well, And now he's in this room, and I'm saying you should be paying significantly less. And now he's questioning that, but it's going to be an awkward conversation to have now when I think he's in every right to bring it up when he's not getting half the fucking benefits that these other jerk-offs are. Chuck and Larry. So hey, um, that's, the, that's the story. Learned, it's an uh, interesting sort of dilemma, but that's what happens when you, know, when you live with other people. Someone's going to live in that room. I, I do learned. want it to be my brother. I just want him to get the right deal out of it. I learned, yeah, like, uh, I learned long ago in college, he who hesitates masturbates as you like to coin the phrase if you wait too long or you're the last guy in you're not going to have the best pickings it's uh he's the rotten egg 
He's a rotten egg. It's a last guy there. He goes to the fucking pumpkin patch. He goes to the costume shop the day before Halloween. And expects there still to be good costumes left. He's instant pirate. He's yeah. Uh, oh, Tommy, what are you? I guess I'm going to be a fucking ghost, yo. Instant pirate. Yeah, uh, pirate, pirate in a bag. bag. Yeah. So you you can't. That's all they had left. Yeah. I learned this freshman year of college. You got all, the, you all got my the uh, all my buddies were trying to decide who's going to live with who next year, who's going to live with who, and yeah, you know, my friends were like. Hey, you want to be? You want a room next year together? We're doing. They're doing housing, and I'm like, all right. Uh, hold on, let me uh, stand by. Yo, Rich, do you want to live together next year? And I was trying to figure out who I was going to live with, and it got to the point where everyone. I hesitated and waited, and everyone's like, "Yo, I couldn't wait any longer." And everyone ended up matching up. And my sophomore year, I I had a roommate with some kid I really didn't like that much, but Happens. I waited because like, everyone's like, "Yo, do you want to live with me?" And I was like, "I'll get back to you." Your brother, the last one in, is always going to get the bad dorm, the bad roommate, or in your brother's case, as a grown man, if there's three people that are talking about a housing situation. Think about this. If you're in an office, think, think about the stupidest example on The Bachelor or Bachelorette or one of these shows. The people that are late to the house on these things are always the ones like the bunk rooms. Always. Uh, group vacation, you know, at, at the shore house. Jersey Shore. You're the, you're the last one to show up. You got the weakest room. Jersey Shore. Uh, what, if Snooki showed up last, Snooki got the shitty room. It's just, yeah, it's how it is. Now, that's what's happening to my brother. So, as we often do, try to help people in these scenarios, how would you approach this conversation with I think, your buds? I think when they're moving in, he it's too late now to be like, yo, we're a week away. What's the deal, yo? I think he pulls him aside once they're there, and he's like, guys, it's, it's very clear that... Uh, you guys got like rooms and windows and space, and your brother's gonna realize very quickly if this if that bedroom looks to be what you're showing us, he's gonna find it very quickly. Like, yo, I can't even fit much shit in here, yo. Yeah, and but he needs he, lamps too. You know why? Because there's no known that. there's no natural light, so he needs lamps. I didn't even see a ceiling light. It looks like a there was no light whatsoever in the other rooms, guys. For the visuals, it's really super bright and swanky. Florida ceiling windows. Florida ceiling windows throughout the place. You go in one bedroom, it's bright as could be, lit up, looking nice. You go in the other bedroom, lit up, looking nice. Then he glances by this other room, complete darkness. Pitch darkness because there's nothing. It's a, clo- it's a monster closet, essentially. Right. So, again, I think he has to still have this conversation. I, I don't think he ruins the opportunity. And I hope my family members who might be listening don't use this as a guilt trip to make my brother feel bad no. so that he questions his decision. That's not the point of this. The point for me is for my brother to figure out a way to make this right. He has to, and he has to do it now because if he moves in and tries to do it, yeah. it's going to be too late. I agree. Tell him to fuck yeah, off. Maybe. Because they're, right. they're counting on a certain amount of dollars from my brother. You know, X amount of dollars is what they're factoring in. If my brother now all of a sudden says, you know, I'm paying 200 less. That could fuck them up. So this is a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah, but tell them. It should have been had. You know what what he could say to them? Good luck finding someone else who's going to pay equal what you're paying. Yeah, but those are also a friendship spot that he probably doesn't want to fuck over. Exactly. Those are his buddies. And they're going to be like, yo, you agreed to this, dude. We didn't force you. You said you wanted in. You know, we got the bigger place because you said you wanted in. So it's a very delicate scenario. He can't just, well, I'm backing out. He's backing out. He fucks them over. No, I don't think he would. No. What, what if he's like, yo, you guys then you guys gotta take on like the utility bills or something? Yeah, like he's gotta, gotta be there's gotta be a, a deal that should have been made already. I think and it really wasn't pointed out to him until I I expressed my disdain because <laughs> me personally, 
I would hate it <laughs> that they have the window and yeah. I don't. I hate think, it. I think every, you know how I am. Every roommate situation in the history of roommates, unless the rooms are practically the mirror image type apartment style, if there's different sized bedrooms and closets yeah. and this, people make adjustments. Like, like you know what I saw on that? Like, hey, uh, the rent's fifteen hundred. Your room is way bigger, so I'll pay eight hundred. You pay seven hundred. Like, the, men right. and women roommates have yeah, worked like out the, these the, deals forever. The one guy clearly has. We said, we said all, saw it on the video. One guy clearly has the master suite. It has a bedroom has in a the huge, bedroom. Yeah, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't even be paying uh, uh, less than, or he should be paying more than the guy in the other bedroom. Well, that has the this. window. Let me ask you Because it doesn't have a bathroom. If, yeah. if my brother is saying... It should be a tear. If he's speaking the truth here, right? Yeah. yeah. And his den bedroom is actually bigger than the actual bedroom. I don't think it is. Does that balance off the fact that it doesn't have the window? It does not. I mean, that's that what he's way. saying. I know it does. I said the same thing. He's like, it is you. Yeah. Why well, doesn't he? He could, he could just get a painting of a window and put it on his. <laughs> no, but does that balance it out a little bit? Because that's probably what they're saying. Oh, get one of those screens, like, like in Back yeah. to the probably Future. Probably saying, yeah, it's yeah. not the as team, big. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't have the window, Tommy, but it's bigger than our room. So, square footage, bro. And what is he gonna do for a closet? Get those like cheesy IKEA closets that you like roll in that's like it's closet stand, like a, a closet the closet K-L-U dot dot S-E-T do you like my closet closet uh, Tom in Boston what's up man <sighs> hang on Tom uh, go Tom go hey Kavino did, did anyone ask your brother if this place has central AC and this windowless window no of course it, yeah it's, a, it's like a beautiful it's, it's a it's a swanky high rise apartment it definitely has central AC I just, uh, I just think his room's going to get muggy and weird because it's in its own little area. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah, because uh, I lived in a place like that, and the PC room, they called it, uh, it was kind of like an afterthought. So it got most of the AC from the, uh, the kitchen area. Oh. Got yeah, it. tell him to check the vents. That's not a bad idea. Maybe, I mean, it's, it's going to be, those apartments are pretty good as far as air. Yeah, and they're like, guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a super dope place this is just the story of how would you handle this scenario your brother's the worst appraiser of this house <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking that too i'm like how do you not know if you do appraisals how do you not know this isn't even a bedroom but you're, he you're, said he knew though he said it's, it's the den and it's bigger you're, so. you're, you're made, he's making ducats as an appraiser like, honestly, and he had a hard time appraising this if this were me well, he wants to get out so bad it didn't matter i know, know but, but if this if this were me <laughs> in my my situation yeah. i would probably i would probably say i would go to the guys i would say hey listen we need to rework this deal because now that I've seen the room, it does not make sense. Yo, his, and uh, if they're like, no, you agree to it, yeah, I'd say, well, then you know what? I'm out and I'd say, buddy, his buddies, I would. His buddies I would honestly, have, uh, I'd be like, I'm out. His buddies may have played off the emotions of his excitement, Kavino. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, I don't blame him for that. I'm going to try to find what he's paying and, and tell me if you think it's too much for the bedroom den with no windows. Okay. You mean the, the closet, the large closet? I mean, it could still be a deal where Rich, I think it makes sense. The closet in your current apartment is bigger than this room. Might be. Could be. All right. 866-969-1969. I love your brother's stories. I love Tudmaster Tommy Tales. And well, not, that's the whole thing. He just wants to get ass. We're not doing this to embarrass him. He needs to learn. This is a lesson that needs to be learned. Yeah, but we all make our mistakes. Yeah. Not. But we try to learn from other people. You never. You, you need. Sometimes you need to learn your own lessons. Think that's a lot. Let me see. So it's really. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. 
No. For a closet? Yeah. No, for the location, that's not a lot. By the way, I just did the math. It is split. He's splitting it three ways. If he's paying that much and you see the total. Yeah. He's paying like $50 less a month. Yeah, than the other two. Well, he should be paying, I think. I think he should be. I think he should say, to wrap this up, I think I should pay $100 less, you know, $200 total less. 100 from you, 100 from you. I'm your boy. You know this isn't a fair deal. If he pays that, right? Yeah. And they pay that, that's fair. It would be a $200 difference. I agree. I I agree. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to give his personal business, but it's under two grand, so it's not like a crazy. Yeah. He he's a grown man living on his own, on his own with roommates, but living in New York or New Jersey where he is, he's not going to pay like hundreds of dollars. It's yeah. always going to be over a thousand dollars. So now it's just a matter of, do you think he's getting taken advantage of? Hey, we learn lessons. That's what friendships about. I mean, not every maybe his roommates aren't malicious. They're just like we're excited about this. Yo, sure, Tommy, you could cut our rent down by being our third roommate. They're not worried about his space. They're they're worried about paying less rent. Yeah. And it's just three fucking bozos in their twenties. On this note, on this note, though, yeah. right? For the sake of conversation, yeah, you do get a little vacation spot. You know, you guys are going away in a week or so, right? Yeah, you're probably all this paying weekend, around. This weekend. You're probably paying all around the same thing. Depending on who gets there, is going to get the doper rooms. So let's say Spot shows up a little later than you, Rich. Do you think Spot should pay less than by default? No, I think that's a. Yeah, but that's kind of when we went up, to right? when we went to Joshua Tree for your birthday or anywhere you go with a group where it's an Airbnb or something like that. You're right. It it is really a matter. It's very Jersey Shore style. If you remember the movie, the TV show Jersey Shore, whatever Guido got there first, they're like, oh, I guess this is my room. Yeah, but if it was fair, then yo guys, you know, I got the weakest room for this full week's vacation. Or well, whatever. I, I think Don't here's you think the deal. I should pay a little less. It's my vacation too, as Joe Biden would say. All right, here's here's the deal. Here's the deal, buckaroo. Here's the deal. We never factor that in. I think if you're going away with a, bump, a bunch of with a bunch of bums, if you're going away with a bunch of friends for a weekend, if it's someone's birthday, you leave them the nicer room. Yeah. Definitely. But if it's just like, hey, do you guys want to go away to uh, Palm Springs for the weekend with our wives? And you guys are like, yeah, sure. If fucking Spock gets there two hours before us because we have to do ESPN, guess who's settling into the sweet bedroom? Spot. Sweet bedroom. It is what it is. That is not fair, though. SLC cast. What are you going to do? Get there and be like, all right, bro, let's adjust. Uh, The Venmo me 50 bucks for the difference of the two rooms. I think it should be on spot to be like, yo, we're all spending our money here. I got the doper scenario with the dope bathroom and the dope master suite with the sweet uh, view with the balcony. You got the shitty room with the twin beds. Yeah, you know, dinner's on me. I think it's a That's conscious fair. thought okay. yeah, that, if it's, if that it's one people of those always things, overlook. If it's a couple so if we get anything out of this conversation, okay. it's to be more <laughs> thoughtful of that scenario when we're just happy we got the good room. If it's a couple's weekend, and I think that this has happened to people because I'm, it's happened to me. It's happened to us on business trips. For sure. It's, it's happened to us on business trips, but it happened to me even when Sarah and I went away with her friends in Texas back in the day. You go to like an Airbnb weekend spot and... There's like, hey, it's a big place. It's five bedrooms. Like two of the rooms have a king bed. Yeah, you got two twin, of the rooms. The twin beds with yeah. the granny no. comforters. Two of the beds, two of the bedrooms have like queen beds. And then like one of the couples, uh, there's two twin beds. And you're like, well, the couple that gets the two twin beds versus the couple that's in the king bed? 
you're right. There's got to be a, yo, we'll get your meals. Like the couple and that, that conversation suffers. never happens. Yeah. So, you know, again, we're trying to be better people. Try to be more <laughs> cognizant of those scenarios. And you're not wrong for having the dope spot, but... Maybe you get around the drinks to say, you know, Thank hey, you. man, thanks for what about understanding this? we were just there first. We weren't going to pick the weakest room. Let's say you go to Vegas for someone's bachelor party, and two of the guys rent out the suite so that you guys could, like, hang there and drink, and it's like the gather room. Do you hook those guys up with a dinner or something? Because they, they got the room. They paid more for the room where everyone could gather. Yeah, I think people should... Think more I, about I think that what we're stuff. talking about is just basic common it's sense like and consideration and etiquette. Yeah. If you're going away with friends or your roommates or people, these are things that shouldn't be awkward conversations, but we should all use general etiquette and common sense. Yeah, general I'm etiquette. almost mad at my buddy my brother's friends for not knowing the etiquette here and just cutting my brother a break. I and I don't think he's getting taken advantage of. I don't think they have the conversations. All right, so that's <laughs> snooze, the story. Snooze, you lose on vacation spots. Tough that's titties. a definite thing. Like, yo, you're Tough going. To the, titties. It shouldn't be that way, though. You're going to the shore. You're all paying the same amount of money. You're, you're all going, going for a good time. You're going you know, to someone. You don't want to. You don't want that pe- person to feel hosed. Like, oh, we got the shitty room. Be like, yo, man, we know that room was oh, the well, dopest. There's another rule too. You. There's another rule too. The the hookup. If you're going away with other couples. Hey, we're going to the shore. We're going to Montauk. We're going to, we're going up to Santa Barbara. Whatever the fuck you're doing, we're going to the lake house. Can we all agree that new love gets the advantage? Yeah, I agree. Like yes. if you and your buddies are all together, and, and yeah. one of your friends is like, "I'm bringing my new girl," you're like, "Yo, he's bringing his new girl." He, he gets, gets a dope room. He gets a dope room for sure. My, you know, and my that, wife. But that and I, guy yeah. should also do something. Like, thanks, guys. Yeah, you know, <laughs> or at least show his appreciation. That's all. It doesn't have to be monetarily But isn't it crazy, though, that... Divided. What it, it could be like, yeah, man, it means a lot. I appreciate it. Isn't it crazy, though, that what we're saying seems all common sense and we should very much move on, yet there's so many people that can't understand these... For sure, yeah. I know. I'm done with the conversation. Yeah. It's just the update. And again, I hope no one close to me uses this as ammo to make my brother feel guilty about it because that's not the point. Let him, let him grow and learn and, and be his own guy. But there has to be conversations about this. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. I'm looking at my phone, and I saw our buddy Keith Velez post something that, like I said, I would normally ignore, but because it's Halloween time, I figured we'd bring it up. <laughs> okay. Spot cue the spooky music. Oh, uh, spooky music. Because Keith Velez, one of our longtime pals that listens to the show, posted on the Carl page something that happened, or something that he caught on a security camera. <gasps> Do you guys believe in ghosts? Or paranormal activity? The movie? I asked because last night... Oh, can I pause real quick? Pause the music, too. Please pay close attention to the art of storytelling here. Okay? Please. Because <laughs> what really made me laugh... This is what sold you? <laughs> ...is the art of storytelling... From Keith Velez. Okay. Okay. I will pay attention to that. Okay. The like, art of storytelling. Close attention. I will to this, sip right? my coffee. Sit back and listen. Okay. Because if you pay close attention, you're gonna be like, but what? 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 Okay. <sighs> Go ahead. Because there's there's um, details that you're gonna be confused by. I'm all ears. Okay. Do you guys believe in ghosts right. or paranormal? Cue the music. Activity. 
I asked because last night my upstairs neighbor was banging his smoke show side piece. Side piece. Well, since I work overnights, I'm awake in the middle of the night. And my camera detected activity. Naturally, I take a quick glance to make sure everything is okay because we've had some issues with car break-ins. And to see if it was the same grill he had over a couple of weeks ago. Very nosy. When I opened my camera, I noticed there was no one walking around the parking lot. I then noticed an orb moving from the sidewalk toward my balcony and then to the side of my building. Well, I'm a little bit about the spot where the orb started this. At the same time, an old neighbor of mine stumbled and hit himself when he was drunk off his ass. The guy ended up dying sometime later. I'm curious what the experts of the Carl page think about things like this. Well, hold on. There was one line there. I want you to reread because he said, well, a little bit about the spot where the orb started. This is the exact spot where an old neighbor yeah, of yeah. his died. Yeah. Stumbled and died because he was drunk. Um, is that the orb right there? That that's the about? orb, yeah. Orbs are a very fascinating phenomenon. Wait, you're not fascinated about like the smoke show small piece that his neighbor was talking about? That I was, had nothing I, to do with the story? I thought... I just assumed I he thought was, that we were... I, would, I was like, oh, we're going to see some like, hot ass walking out on the nest or, or yeah, the thought, ring doorbell or whatever. I thought we were going to get like the walk so, of shame. So the feedback was, was really funny. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. The, the feedback on the Carl page was like, can someone please tell me what the smoke show side piece had to do with this story? <laughs> I love the fact that he's so nosy. Right, right. I actually, I, I commented on that. I was like, you know... Oh, let me see if I can find it. Your comment? Yeah. Yeah, right here. He's saying the orb was probably listening in on the smoke show piece action, too. Gives the story reason. She's a smoke show small piece. You can't blame the horny orb. I believe him, yo. I don't know why, yeah, but just, I do. Just because you're dead doesn't mean, like, your dick dies. Right. So, wait, go up to the video, and we'll... we'll, uh, a, lot we'll of people, a-, a lot of people were more concerned on... What did the smoke show small piece that was getting banged by his neighbor have anything to do with the story? Yeah, I'm curious. Because the real story was about this orb that shows up on his security camera. So wait, which he, is pretty wild, he, I think. Uh, wait, so, so here's the orb. There to see it. It's, it's or does it start from it the starts from the upper left of the video, and then slowly tracks down. Maybe it starts from the bottom because it's on replay. Goes down, hangs a quick right. And then goes across the video. I think that's fucking crazy. Now, that can't be like the eye of the camera or anything, Spot. So, or a piece of fuzz. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm always conflicted about Come orbs. Come on. No, you because don't believe in orbs? I, I'm conflicted. Is there something my, to believe in with orbs? Yes. yes. My rational mind says, oh, it's a piece of dust, or like Richie would say, piece of dust, a glare, a lens flare, something. That can be easily explained. What about the rods? You don't believe in rods? rods. I love rods. But, but then my, my paranormal brain, my brain that loved unsolved mysteries as a kid, says, yeah, it's totally ghosts. So go through some it's of the totally comments like, on the Carl page because there was some fun feedback. But I put a lot of stake in the orbs and the energies that could be floating around yeah. and what other things could detect like animals and, and children and maybe these these cameras that we wouldn't be able to see. Right. Like people swear that orbs, Rich, are spirits floating around. Oh. 
Like there, there's different levels of spirit. Why do like, you dismiss that? There's the full, there's the full on entity where you see a whole figure. Then there's like the orbs that are floating around. You might see them. They might dart around. They might be hovering in a certain area. Yeah, the movement's too odd to be a piece of fuzz there's, all the time. There's invisible energies that just knock things over and throw them across the room. Demons. Right. So <laughs> I thought it was an appropriate time to bring this up. He posted it this morning, but the feedback was really funny. The feedback, like read Fabian's second post right there, Fabian McIntosh. He said, no one has ever been able to demonstrate the supernatural. The time to believe in something is when there is sufficient evidence. Therefore, I do not believe in a spiritual realm, and that means ghosts and things like that. It's neat to think about, though. I don't know if this video necessarily proves anything, but it's kind of cool. But I do believe in these other videos that I see with these orbs and shit like I be- that. I believe in phenomena. Right. And I'm like, well, wow, what s- is that? A lot of stuff happens that can't be explained. 100% agreed. You know, and if you believe we're energy, where does that energy go? You know, if you do believe it, then on the Out. flip side, it's like, why don't we see more of these then? Why are they just sporadic? So many people die all the time. I don't have the answers to these things, guys. Dude, millions but something was picked up in this video. Billions and billions of people have died over time. So but trillions. Don't so forget, when it, there, was mean, a, there was a smoke show small piece getting banged out by his yeah, neighbor. That so would draw if my you attention. were an orb, you wouldn't want to show up to see what's doing? I don't blame this and one. And then he made it seem where, where the orb was floating is the same place where like a hobo died. Right. So maybe the orb was like... Uh, but it's a cool video. So, backscatter is a f- uh, photographic term, backscatter, right? I thought also, that was a pornographic term. No, that's backsplatter. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. Near-camera reflection is an optical phenomenon resulting in typical, typically circular artifacts on an image due to the camera's flash being reflected from unfocused motes of dust, water droplets, or other particles in the air or water. Yeah. So caused by backspatter of light by unfocused particles, these artifacts are also sometimes called orbs, referring to a common paranormal claim. Yeah, I think it's just backscatter in the video. Yeah, but there's a more convincing video. Like, look I, at I'm this. not saying his video was an orb. I think it could be. I don't know. Look but I've that. seen other convincing videos where it's like, well, what is that then? Yeah, you want to look at or- crazy orb videos? To pull them up. And I want to know, you know, from people listening to the show, have you had these experiences? It's that time of year to have these creepy discussions. Might as well for a minute. This came up on our listener page. I thought it was funny. I thought it was presented in a funny way. Uh, the video was kind of cool. You could see it at the Cavino and Rich listener page. It's one of the face in it, Rich. Um, Freaky ghost oh. face. You know, a lot of these are fake. We know that. Look at that. Freaky ghost face. But a lot of times photos will pick up something. Video will pick up something, and you got to say to yourself, well, what is that? What is that? What are rods? What are orbs? What are those things? What just floated by? That's creepy. See? Like, that's here. creepy. See it? Creepy ghost face just disappeared. Oh, my God. That's a ghost face killer. Yeah, it is. So you see lots of stuff like this. Is everyone full of shit, or are more people in tune than others? Why do dogs bark at... at, at what seems to be nothing to you, but they're convinced something's there. Why do kids? Why do kids? Why have do kids like look and start talking in a corner, and you're right. like, "Who are they talking to?" Like why person- does Jordan sit up in the middle of the night and start screaming things? I don't know. Like this one is uh, this dog, creepy dog orb. So the dog is freaking out, and his orbs all around it. Yep. A little bit later, dog's freaking out again. 
Fucking dogs. Dog knows something. Something's out there. Does that ever freak you out? When your yeah. when your pet or little Hell kid yeah. is uh right, here comes. clearly seeing or feeling something? I, I think Did you see it? I think that's creepy. Keith hit Did us you see up. See that orb? Keith mm-hmm. just hit us up. He goes, I added the part about the girl getting banged out because the noise is what woke me up. And I heard a door open shortly after that. That's when I looked at my camera and I got that sit that notification. Yeah. Again, there was notification on his camera that there was movement. Uh, he didn't see anything but the, the orb. orb. And you see this orb floating around from the top of the screen towards the middle and then dips out to the right. That's happened to me on my camera. What do you think it is? I just assumed it was like a floating orb of dust. Let me see. Hang on. I mean, I'm sure that is the case a lot of the time. But you see these paranormal things that exist and their their movements wouldn't indicate that it's a piece of fuzz. You know, the, the movements are too sharp in a lot of these videos, especially the rod videos that we're joking about rods, from yeah. the air. Which do you know about rods? I do wonder. Do I know about Rod? Yeah, Rod Roddy, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and uh, Rod Stewart. Oh, rods, rods. rods is another phenomenon, like orbs. Pull them up so Rich can see. Rods. And they're just like little beams of energy or something that float through the air and People pick them up on camera. Aircrafts have picked them up. Um, UFO rods. People don't know what they are, but they exist to our knowledge. Um, like these things. No, no. Where are they? You got to pull a video so you can see it. I know, but you can't. But they just go darting around, and it's pretty wild. Like these things right right there. Rods? Yeah. yeah. People catch them on camera. People catch them. What do you, you think? I, I have a question. When you, when you analyze this stuff and you see the story with Keith Velez hitting us up and there's an orb floating outside and all this stuff. What what do you what what are you getting at? Do you feel like, I feel we, like there's there's no but do you feel energy like, out there? I don't know what it is, but we because we're not as in tune and we're desensitized and you know we live in a different sort of realm aren't able to pick this stuff up all the time. But other people have greater intuitions and they're operating on a deeper level. And like I said, babies and animals and things like that, and maybe cameras sometimes could pick these things up where you and I just wouldn't see it. Think of it like sound, right? There's sounds that are that are out there right now that you and I are not hearing, but animals are picking up, right? Because this is not on our radar. Why wouldn't that apply for visual? If oh, it, I, if it I applies hear that. for audible. But I'm asking you, do you think when you do, what do you think? Essentially, what do you think happens when someone dies? I think your energy goes elsewhere. I don't know if that's then. How would that explain else, an orb else, or a rod somewhere or... else? I have no idea. You know, I, I do believe in some sort of afterlife. Um, there's too many stories for you not to consider it. You know, kids that start talking about shit that they have no knowledge of whatsoever because they lived a previous life. Um, you know, there's kids, there's so many famous stories of that where kids start talking about war, war stories. And they're giving actual names and actual detail and they're able to trace that shit. You know, you believe it if you want or, or don't. I don't care. Do you want to become an orb? No. Yes, oh. that's my goal. Do you want to become a rod? Do you want to be a rod? I'm going to be a rod. Do, do, I, get to, be, uh, do, do I get to creep on uh, small side pieces getting do, banged down? Do you want to... Uh, that might be cool. <laughs> do you want to be reincarnated based on how nice you were in your life? Like, what would you want to happen? What would, would I want to move, happen? Would you, would you want to move on? Wouldn't you want to move on? Isn't that the goal, to move on? 
to move on to what though? Like I a, don't know, like a higher like. Yeah, I just you know what I fantasize about finding heavens lost and found, so I could be reunited with all the things I lost throughout my regular lifetime. Like, oh, there they are. Is that it? There you are, R two D two. I knew I'd find you one day. And oh. then you know when God hands me my box of here's your belongings. Oh, but I, feel I like, knew they were somewhere. I feel like uh, you joke about that, but I don't know if you are. No, I feel like you I'm, genuinely I'm, do I'm, care about where those things are. I'm dead serious, yeah. He really does. You really, uh, you really want to know where things went that you lost. Yeah, I'm like, oh, there's my there's Takamini my guitar. I knew it existed somewhere in this earth. Thank you. Do you, you want to be reunited with found. your? You want to be reunited with your old dead relatives? Do you want to creep on living people? Do you want to? Be reincarnated as like know. an animal. Like, what, what do you want? What would you want? What would I want? I don't put. What a if lot you got? Of, to, what if you die? Thought into that. I but just what put, if you die one day, which you will? Yeah. Hopefully, it's when you're 90, 100 years old, mm-hmm. and you get to you, you. You die, and all of a sudden, it's like some godlike being says, "You choose." Come back as a toilet seat. What do you choose? A toilet seat. A toilet yeah. seat. You get so much ass. But in the oh, girls no, room, no. Not, he would be punished. He'd be, I want to be, he'd be a, to- he'd be a toilet rich, seat. Rich, rich he'd be a toilet seat at a truck stop. <laughs> at a truck stop. <laughs> no. Yeah. Why would you want to be a toilet seat? I don't know. Spot said that, not me. He's joking. All right. So what would you no, but what would you what would your choice be? My choice? That's the more interesting question. Have, if you had a choice. To finally have peace. What without does that people mean? Bothering me. Choose. Peace. And I don't think peace involves being able to peer in on what my relatives are doing. You know, peace of mind and a piece of ass whenever I want some. But I don't get it. So do you want to be able to see what's think, still going think, on Earth? Those are human worries. I don't think that you would have those worries or concerns. Human you worries. Know? Those are human worries. Also, you will no longer be of a human mindset. Well, you wouldn't have a mind. Your spirit will. Yeah. Uh, so why would you Yeah, but what I'm saying is, do you want to... Because people are like, I want to reunite with dead relatives. You don't have a mind. Do you want that or do you want to be able to look over people that are still on Earth or it's, neither? It's... It's your spirit, so I don't know what my spirit has in store for it. You know, my brain is saying, yeah, I want to live forever. So do my, I don't know what my spirit wants to do. I have no clue. I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> I just believe that there's something. I don't know what it is. And when I see these orbs, and when I see these, what are those lights? Tell me what those fucking oh, here. lights are. Here's my orb video. This is your orb video? This is my orb video. Okay, for let's my, see for my... Now you're convinced it's dust. I, I just think it's floating dust. Okay, which it can be. It starts over here. It's going to track down. Yeah. Oh, spot. That's definitely an orb. That's definitely. Uh, and it just goes outside. Oh, I don't oh, know. That's definitely a ghost spot. That doesn't look like a, a dust piece. Okay, to me. so let me ask you this: Why is it a ghost hanging around my car in the middle of the night? Who the fuck knows, dude? I don't know. All I know is there's a lot of things that can't be explained. Sometimes the obvious is the explanation. I'm not denying that. I'm not a wackadoo, but some of these things are interesting and. We can't prove it one way or the other. So to be dismissive is also odd to me. Wait, the orb just took a shit on my car. I thought it was a bird. But that's Keith's story. <laughs> and if you want to see the video, I guess we could also post it on our yeah. listener page. I mean, on our Instagram page, at Cavino and Rich. But we'll take your feedback next. 866-969-1969. 866-969-1969. Let's see. Uh, seven three two spot says I like the theory that the light at the end of the tunnel, at the end of your life, is actually the hospital room as you're reborn. You cry so much as a baby because you remember your recent death, but you can't communicate that. Over time, you forget, and residual memories are what we call deja vu. That is pretty deja crazy. Deja vu, Chris in Florida. 
A lot of times I think deja vu is a weird fucking dream I had. You know, like I dreamt that shit. Oh, yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah, but like, what, what is de- so what is deja vu? Shit. Explain those spots. It's like your mind. St- uh, your mind is like a split second ahead of like what's actually no. You process things before they reach your brain. I just think that is so obvious. If if you know when you think of the audible and visual scenario that I gave you before, if animals and and. Certain things are able to pick up on things we're incapable of picking up on. A fucking dog whistle, right, for example. What makes you think that animals aren't more keen and certain cameras aren't more able to pick up on things we just can't see visually? We're not meant to see them visually. We're not equipped to see them visually. We're not in tune enough to see these things visually. What if what if deja vu... What if deja vu could be... We're not spiritually enlightened enough to fucking pick these things up. What if déjà vu really is déjà vu. a memory déjà from your previous a memory from your previous life that is triggered? It's possible. You know, who do, who knows? I'm not here to answer that question. I'm a stupid radio host. I'm just trying to say that the, there are orbs. They could be dust, and one of them popped up in our buddy's video last night. And if I were him, I'd be a little creeped out by that. A little bit. One of the one of the thoughts of déjà vu is. If you, let's say you are on a flight to, I don't know, let's say you go to Europe and you've never been to Europe. You're walking through, I don't know, Barcelona. Barcelona. And you get a weird sense of like, I've been here. Play the scary music spot. Oh, sorry. I've been here. Halloween time. That's happened I, uh, to me. How do I, why am I so familiar with this? Like, I, this feels way for, yo, babe, I feel like I've been here. We've never been here. Everything you described happened to me in Mexico. <gasps> no, I'm serious. Could it be? Happened. It was the creepiest shit. There's a lot of crazy, creepy spirituality in old school Mexico and Mexican culture, right? I don't know why, but my family thought that the middle of the night was a great night to go visit where my grandmother was raised. <laughs> And it was like under the creepy Mexican moonlight. Perfect time to go to like this haunted place. Under the creepy Mexican (laughs) moonlight. I'm dead serious. What a great time to go visit where Tita grew up in the early 1900s. So we all went there and it was very emotional because, you know, my grandma's an old lady and she's going to visit where they grew up and... It was this weird place, dude. 10, I got a picture at, at 10 p.m. Dude, I, I'll show you a picture of it. I got a picture of it. Makes sense. It's late at night. Is it dark? Under the moonlight. <laughs> Is the photo under dark? The, yeah, of course. Under the, what do you say? The Mexican uh, mysterious moonlight. And, dude, it was a weird place. There was, like, a big hole in the ground in the middle of this, like, old community. Isn't that the hole she fell in? No. And, it, and it's where everyone in that community would wash their clothes. Oh, okay. Right? And I think they made it like a pool or something now. But anyway, it's it such an old piece of shit that we were at. And and you heard the sound. Of I remember being... Washboards like, being used. probably in, maybe a late teenager, my early 20s. And I remember saying, this is the creepiest place ever, guys. Like, can we kind of go? Like, nudging people. Yeah. You know? And everyone's there like, oh, you know, look at this and look at that. And I say to one of my family members, this is the creepiest shit I've ever been involved in. You know, I know, I know Dita is, is connected here and whatever. And, well, let's go. This is creepy. And I go, I feel like I've been here before. <gasps> and everyone like sort of stopped in their tracks because everyone was feeling the same thing. And then we find out that underneath that little wash hole 
was an old burial ground too. <gasps> That's where they buried all the bodies and shit. And we're like, all right, let's go. Because we're all, ah. every, wait, you're feeling the way I'm feeling? Like you've been here before? Like, yeah, I feel like I've been here before, but that never happened, right? No, we were never here, right? No. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. We all felt the same thing. So who the hell knows? And then hands started coming up. We all had that deja vu. If I showed you a picture of this place, you'd be like, yeah, that place is fucking scary as hell. But anyway, um, orbs. I don't know what they are. They could be floating around now. I had that Imagine thought. this is just... I had that thought. Imagine after, this is uh, one of just many of your lives, Kavino. Oh, here's the play spot. You can tell like how poor that fucking place is. Is that the hole? I guess, like, somewhere in the middle. That's pretty scary. Yeah, having, like, an old that was a, That was at you night? You showed me that before. Yeah. What? Um, but anyway, right. anywho, Keith, I think you're fine. But I, I thought it was an interesting story. And Freaking I, me out, man. And uh, maybe you'll see that girl walking out, doing the walk of shame one night. Or maybe you'll see another orb. Let's go to Eric. You're on, buddy. Hey, Eric. Hey, guys. Yep. Can you hear me? Oh, there you are. Okay. Hey, so I got I got two thought, thoughts on this, on the whole paranormal stuff. And regarding a, your animals seeing things. So in 2003, when my mother passed away, uh, my parents had a little Yorkie. And, I mean, that was my mother's constant companion. And for the next couple of years until the dog died, if that dog was sitting on the back of the couch barking, all of a sudden, like it was like a – snap of a finger the dog would stop barking and start staring at my mother's chair and my dad used to say that uh, it was my mother's spirit telling the dog to be quiet and that he was just listening to her my father would never say a word to the dog to tell him to shut up but he'd be sitting yeah. on the back of the couch looking out the window you know but now here's another one so regarding the whole orbs thing so where i live in outside of denver uh, the like this one main road, there is supposedly an occultist site along there where people believe it's a connection to another world. And I used to work with a guy whose house backed to where this area was, and his security cameras used to pick up some of the weirdest shit along there. I mean, it's a rural area, but it would pick up like orbs of light. It would just all kinds of weird shit happening could never be explained and the sheriff's department that patrols that area and whatnot everybody who goes through there every year when the when they talk about oh haunted sites to go visit this area shows up as you know a really weird area and yeah people regularly see shit along there i mean i don't you want to believe in all this stuff because then it just makes it seem like oh there's there's more out there yeah of course so I'm more likely to believe it than others. Others are more practical about those things. I, I respect that as well. But, you know, I think that there's a part of people that want to believe more. Because then, of course, what does it all mean? Like Spot always says. Um, but when you see these videos and they're making these peculiar movements, you know, dust doesn't move that way. You know, so interesting no need to harp on it, but it's a spooky sort of conversation to have spooky. Halloween time. Hey, Spot, you ever see that movie, A Dog's Life? No, I've never seen it, actually. It's too emotional. Dog movies are too I emotional. believe that's the one. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's the one where every time the dog dies, it just comes back as another dog. Yeah. And I always thought that would be the craziest phenomenon if 
that was what happened to humans. But 99.999% of humans would never have any recollection that they had a previous life. Right. And those random cases of the little kid that's like, I was a fighter pilot in World War One, And you're like, what? Like, those, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are the, the rare, 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 crazy fucking what happened exception. But imagine if this is just life number 15 for you or something. I don't know. Well, it makes sense that, you know, you could tell like a guy like me is probably younger in spirit than most. You don't think there's other people that have a different demeanor about them? Maybe it has something to do with it. You know, who knows? That guy lived uh, several lifetimes. And now we know him as Bart. Imagine this is, of, of all your lives, this is like, oh, this, is a, this might be like one of the top five. And then like in one life you were some super wealthy, awesome person. And on some other life you were like some pauper. Like you don't know. Who knows? All right, so the orbs. We focus on that today. It's deep. Cavino and Rich. The video I thought was kind of cool, but I've seen much more convincing videos. Right, a few more feedback, a few more text messages, and we'll move on. Oh, what's Mattitude Springs going to What does that person uh, say? What does it say? We love them. Oh, yeah. Oh, that I've been there. That's what I was saying. Uh, Rich, next time you visit Colorado Springs, um, right next to Manitou Springs, there's Native, oh, Native Americans believe evil spirits come from there. From Manitou Springs. Manitou Springs. It's a cool little town, Manitou Springs. Just a few nights ago, a new dog freaked out barking very aggressively in my kid's room and wouldn't stop until I went to check it out. A few dogs in the past have done the same thing. In the, in the same, same room. room. Oddly, every dog we have had has always chose to sleep in that room with my kids. That's crazy, them. right? Technically. Who knows what they see or feel? See. The best point you made before we move on is... If dogs and animals could hear whistles and sounds and things we can't hear, why would we disqualify people not being able to see things other things see? It's like that movie. We're, we're desensitized, man. White we're, noise with uh, Michael Keaton. We're not, I don't want to say pure, but we're so distracted and just not in tune the way maybe we're even supposed to be. It's true. You didn't even you know you're capable. You're, you're capable. Exactly. And you could be a psychic. And dogs and... And certain people have that gift where they are more in tune and could feel things and more sensitive. And I'm just not. I'm there's, numb to There's people that so. could orgasm by just thinking. Right. Done. Imagine that. Just tantric people. Done. Well, that's the story. And thanks, Keith. <laughs> but uh, we want more pictures, right. not of orbs, of your neighbor. Yeah, the and hot his, neighbor. And his smoke yeah, show, small piece. Na- I need to see the hot neighbor. Smoke show, small piece. Like, what does that mean? Means she's a smoke show, but a small piece. Like she's like five one. Yeah, she's like a five one, yeah. as Rich would say, a uh, a spinner. Where does he say? Where does he say small piece? Smoke show, small smoke show side piece. He changed it. Oh, it was small piece. Oh, okay. I screenshot <laughs> it because I thought small piece was an interesting, yeah. smoke an interesting show, small choice piece. of words. You know what? Let's stick with small piece. Smoke show, small piece. Side piece. Smoke show side piece. Well, there's uh, there's definitely other stuff I want to get to today. Congrats again to Tiafimo Lopez. Hopefully your football team won. Um, hopefully no one's haunting your uh, your apartment or house. That you, ever, is- you ever try to just feel the vibe though? Yeah, I there's, did. There's nothing here. I know. I'm like, all right. You know what? Let me fucking do my home show eyes. Home show eyes. Let me let me put my vibe out there. 
Let me get into my zone that being and said, see my, if I feel anything. My you know, lights like, nah, occasionally flicker. I don't feel anything. You know, I, it's interesting. When Sarah and I would go to open houses. You get the vibe? I, I don't know how... I don't know how some people don't know right away whether or not, like, oh, I could live here or not. You know that feeling? Like, you, you know when you, uh, you do the fake out to the person at the food court? Like, oh, maybe I'll buy some... Uh, Maybe I'll get some some chicken. Meanwhile, you know you're not going to get it. And it's usually just for like something free. So you're doing it you for take like- it. You take an Auntie Anne's pretzel sample and you stand there for a minute like, mm, mm, I'm good. Oh, maybe I'll come back. But you know you're not going to come back. Yeah. How many times like an open house or something like that have you done the courtesy walkthrough and you're like, yo, I would never live here. Immediately. Because you sense. You, you, who's numb for the most part, you know, sense something. So could you imagine what other people would sense there? Well, though that's that's different. That's instincts. That's that's being like, yo, what do I? How do I feel about this? Do I get good vibes or bad vibes right away on this place? And to me, there was like one place I walked in, and the minute I walked in, Sarah's like, oh, well, they have, it. and then she started saying stuff about like what the house had. I'm like, fuck that, you, I, I would never live here. You don't immediately get like this. This is a fucking weird place. Of course, this is from nine one four. Some places are creepy. Everything, all of it, the ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoot sightings, they all could be attributed to the 80% of the brain we don't have access to. That's constantly fucking with us. Okay. The brain is a very complex organ. And Second only to my dick. That's nothing complex about that. And our energy is a very complex thing to think about. My dog would scare itself when it farted. So pretty sure it didn't see ghosts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe we're giving dogs too much credit on the other end. This guy's saying, I have a video of my cupboard opening my kitchen. And a lot of people think I did it to make it go viral. But I have like three subscribers and no one cares. I'm not trying to get YouTube famous. Just a crazy video I want to put out there. I want to see send it. us the video. Yeah, send us, send the, us video. the video. I want His to see it. Cupboard. So, send right. us the link. Two homework assignments. One for 780. And Keith, we want to see your neighbor. And his small side piece. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. All right, we're Cavino and Rich. And one of our favorite guests is here, and he's a busy, busy man. So I want to get right into it. Oh, with a fresh haircut. Look at that. Freshly faded. Look at that. You know what that means? Hold on. Do we even want to talk to him? Because, you know, he always hits us with zingers, and when you got that fresh cut, you're feeling extra confident. He's going to be extra snarky and extra sarcastic and extra funny today. Oh, he is. Let's welcome Joel McHale, everybody. What's up, Joel? How are you, man? Hey, Joel. Are you feeling feeling as fresh as you look right now, or what? He's got the cut. No. Really? Uh, down, downstairs is a mess. <laughs> I don't know what I got, but I tested positive for something. Right, right. The barber wasn't cutting that. Just your just your hair. Hey, hey Joe. No, I'm just I'm a big Peaky Blinders fan and I just went all the way. Perfect. Nice. Hey Joe, we're just say before you got here, we're saying do you need to give people the uh COVID nineteen free pass if anyone was an asshole for the last six months or no? Are you uh, are you saying that I would be okay with people dying? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's what it sounds like, Rich. It sounds like you want people to die, and that free pass is uh, they can pass into the next life, and that would be fine if they got the... Oh, I don't think he meant passing on. <laughs> I meant like a, like a free pass of like... Meaning like if someone you knew was an asshole for the last six months, do you give them the free pass like, hey, I get it because we're all sort of cooped up. Everyone's sort of stressed out. But you know, his angle was it. better, I think. I know. Oh. <laughs> 
like, oh, they're kind of stressed out and being dicks, yeah. and you're like, well, yeah. it's, it's I get it. Yeah, I get it. That? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's an opens up a floodgate for assholes, and yeah. um, it's a very large, stinky gate. And um, so, no, but I don't. I don't know. Maybe in the your closed circle of friends, yes. Mm, right. Maybe there, if someone they're like, "Hey, what's going on?" But family, definitely, you gotta give them some leeway because everyone's on top of each other all the time. So, so I guess there's different tiers mm. of, uh, you know, forgiveness. Makes sense. Makes sense. But well, I like the first version that you suggested, which was <laughs> me you were hoping people would die. Free pass. Yeah, knowing pass which, you might have, we might have meant that. Uh, I'm not sure. Hey, anyway, I, Joe McHale's here. Uh, season two of Card Sharks. We got a game about. show host. I'm yeah. reading here. Is this, uh, the uh, the looks of Chuck Woolery, the charm of Bob Eubanks, and the lips of Richard Dawson. That's Ooh. how I've I've heard you described that way. Is that true? Yes, everything it was exactly the way you said it. Uh, I like being described as, as some dead white men. Uh, not all, not all, not, not all. But you got to give them the pass. You got to give them the pass. Yeah, got to give them the pass. Hey, Joel. Yeah, no, we premiered last night, and um, so I know you loved it. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we love you, Joel. We love you. And, and you know what? To be honest, I always loved that show growing up as a kid. You know, when you'd call in sick from school or whatever it was, when we got the opportunity to see these shows, you know, you'd watch Card Sharks. I always enjoyed that show. I'm going to enjoy it even more with you. But see? my question is, you know, we grew up we, we grew up with hosts like Bob Eubanks, right? We always wondered yeah. what sort of lives, you know, Bob Eubanks lived and his level of celebrity. I feel like people know Joel McHale in a different way, but some of these younger people may look at Joel McHale now the same way we looked at Bob Eubanks. Like, you're now the game show guy for some people. Uh, for some yeah. people. I, look, I, I'll take it. And <laughs> uh, I, when they brought back all these shows from the 70s, and then obviously people like Alec Baldwin and Elizabeth Banks decided to host them, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And, and with, like, Jamie Foxx and The Rock and everybody – like there was, there used to be this stigma about game shows and I don't really know why. Cause right. You know what was in the eighties was like, well, you can't, if you're on TV, you're on TV, you cannot be in movies and vice versa. It was such this weird rules that I don't know who made up the rules, but yeah. then people started going like, why, why, why can't I do all that? And you know, Kevin Hart's obviously another good example, but um, so yeah, now I was like, yeah, I'll take this opportunity. And I don't, I did an Instagram live yesterday and it was mostly, mostly young people. And I was like, are you going to watch card sharks? And then I was like, we don't have it here in Australia. And so I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to be a missionary and bring it to you. But uh, no, it is, it's strange how fun it is. And when these people win money, I actually get excited, which I did not expect. You have a heart. Uh, you have a heart in there. Look at that. It's like weird. It's like, what is this thing? And yeah, I feel like the Tin Man. And um, uh, and then when people lose big, it is like a death. And uh, so it's yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very simple game, but you can win like you know six hundred thousand dollars. So it's it's no joke. And then people say shit out loud that <laughs> I go, I can't believe. Uh, for example. Um, I know I'm now dominating the entire interview, guys. So. No, fine. Have at it, Joel. Have no, at one it. One of the questions was, um, you have to answer these questions to get to the cards, but one of the questions was, out of 100 people and 100 adults asked, how many take breaks during sexy time? Ooh. And 
the first guy was like, guilty is charged. And I was like, okay, what are you doing? And then the, the other contestant, who was a woman about my age, goes, oh, I always have to take a break. I have to change out the towel. And I <laughs> paused for a moment and examined my life. And then I realized you can bring in your own audience. You can bring in two audience members as your support. And one of them was her daughter. <laughs> and I was just like, well, you learned something new, huh? Oh, my what God. Fun? That fun info about your mom? Oh. There you go. Now let's go turn over enormous playing cards. Hey, are you amazed sometimes how the average person, you know, who's not a television star, who doesn't have the experience in front of a camera the way you do, is able to step up in those moments and just be themselves and be funny. Are you, are you surprised by that sometimes? Like, this yes. guy, yeah. Uh, yeah, truly. Because uh, they do, uh, they try to screen out people that are truly nervous, which I, which, because I'm sure they're great people, but it, it does not, it's not conducive to good television yeah. if they can't speak. Right. Or if they're, if they're, and a couple people, like, they came out, like, you could see them visibly, like, shaking. And then you get to a point where you kind of, like, calm them down, and then you get them into the game, and then they're like, just tell the story. And I try to get them into a conversation where it's not lights and cameras, and you're going to win a bunch of money, and here we go, no buzz up, and all that crap. Uh, and usually it can be okay, but sometimes, there was a guy... I'm not going to, it won't make it into the show, but because I began to laugh so hard that I could hardly move. He goes, they're like, he's a trumpeter. He's a professional, uh, like he's in a band and he's brought his trumpet. And I'm like, all right, well, you can bring it out and that's fine. And then he's like, go, oh, bring it out. And he brought it up and he's like, Bling. and it was just, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Oh, shit. And I, I thought he was doing a bit. And my man literally was like, I was, I was, I was like, oh, this guy's punk. He's punking us right, right. now. Oh. And I, he got to the end. I was like, awful. And and then the, in my ear, the producer is screaming like, put it down, have him put it down. I'm like, oh no, this is this is gonna be a part of the show. Oh, and great. I felt, but I re and then I re they were like, no, he said he could play, and then he really couldn't. And um, I'm like, okay, well, there's those moments. But yes, it is amazing how many of the people it, under pressure and there's hundreds of thousands of dollars that they don't have, but they possibly could. They're right. like, yeah, I think the next card's going to be higher. I'm like, you're going to make three hundred grand if you're right. And you're losing everything. If you're on They're like, yeah, okay, uh, okay. <laughs> no problem. No problem. I, 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 I would I, believe me. I would be shitting my pants. Hell yeah. And, yeah. Anyway, there's my long law. I'm giving very long answers. These you, are great answers. They're, they're good answers, though. They're not boring. Uh, Joel, do you uh, do you feel pressure to capture quote like viral moments? Like like you, you see like all the Steve Harvey reaction things on Family Feud, the little clips around it. Are you uh, do you, are you feeling some pressure to be like, well, I'm a funny guy. All right, maybe this could be a viral moment. Is there any like internal like, all right, Joel, you're a funny guy. Let's get some viral stuff out of this. Well, like Trump, like trumpet guy, that shit would be on uh, Facebook and Instagram and right. and TikTok yeah, I don't and everything. Think he's a trumpet guy. Uh, <laughs> the towel lady, definitely. I don't, whenever you try to manufacture those moments, it goes bad. Yeah, true. Um, it's like bloopers, where um, you know, you could pretty easy to spot a manufactured blooper. Or the other thing I hate is when people break and start laughing. Where you're like, was that a planned laugh? Did you plan to sabotage right. this thing by, mm -hmm. you can't stop laughing. I mean, I understand those moments. They are wonderful and they can be. But 
And then, well, then you look at someone like Steve Harvey. I went on Celebrity Family Feud because I appear on all the game shows. Right. And, uh, <laughs> he's he's like a comedy savant. He it was before the pandemic, and he had that audience eating out of his palm. And he 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 is one of those guys that it seems like he knows the right thing to say when something happens every time. Uh, it, so he's got that he's got that skill, and it drives me out of my mind. You know what, Joel? You, you mentioned you're on all these game shows now. How does it feel? Because I know you were on season four of The Masked Singer. You appear as a guest judge. And the public spoke out, and everybody wants you to be a permanent judge because you go there and you they slay do? it. You, you bring it. You, you bring it. it. Like you do. You, you slay You're a scene stealer, bro. Right? So uh, how does that, does that make ham, you feel good? I'm a ham bone. You are a ham. Uh, you are. Yeah. You, you relish in that moment. So that's got to make you feel good. And is that a possibility? Like, you know, no, not at all. <laughs> you don't think so? Uh, no, and I because ABC uh, has exclusive rights to me for a game show hosting, ah. so that would be uh, I I I'm I'm a hundred percent sure they would be like, no, no, you can't do that. You're you're on our network. Right. Uh, they are very cool in that they allow me to appear on these. I can be on like up to two a season, which is uh, you know I'm sure that's about. I would go like two is good for me. And mm. then it's like, I don't know, putting too much simple syrup in a mojito where you're just like, this is very sweet. And That's I don't know if I want to drink the rest. So it might be too much, but um, believe me, I love going and playing. And when I did the Robin Thicke impression, uh, I was, that I was truly nervous because I was doing the singing and I was like, this is the most, this is the hardest song I've ever tried to memorize and also, it's all falsetto, and it's all over the place. And uh, and I, of course, the good news was I did not have to sing it well. And that <laughs> mission was accomplished. Nice. There you go, Joel but, No, I, I love, that shows, what I love about, I'm, I'll stop talking, but what I love about, like, <laughs> Massinger and Ken Jong, the worst doctor on the planet's new show, uh, I Can See Your Voice, is that they're nuts. They're wonderfully nuts. Like this, these, I love the absurdity of those things. Cause they're like, I don't know what that costume is. And it's really, here's a video package that looks like Requiem for a dream. And I, I was like, I have, I'm more lost after those clue packages. Yeah. And so, and I, and I'm always like, what are the rules? Are we supposed to be saying they're good singers? We're trying to guess who it <laughs> that's, is. I'll be honest. That's, that's the good part of that show to be honest. Like it's like, uh, I don't, back when I was a kid, I, I never liked watching wrestling, but I loved all the gimmicks and the fun. Right. The Masked Singer, the fun of As it the, is the camaraderie yeah. with, the, with the judges and the silly packages and stuff like that and the you silly like, costumes. You like the reveal, though. Yeah, the, the right? reveal. Like, the reveal, yo, it's like, it's like a, any show with a reveal, man, I'm a sucker for that shit. It could be a, yeah. home, it could be a home improvement show, The Masked Singer, any type of HGTV. I can't leave until I see the final results. So that's, that's the yeah. hook there. And then it's great when the, then they're great. Some of them obviously are very good singers. And then they'll sing some very emotional song. And it'll be like, that was the greatest song by a giraffe dressed as someone from the 1700s I have ever seen. Ever. Of all time. Hey, you know what? A, what an honor it is to be in the same room. Hey, you know, Joel, our producer, uh, Christian Spot, put on your, uh, your camera for a second. Spot was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Twice. And mm. he was on, and then they even invited him back for Redemption Week because he, he got eliminated early. And he's the type of guy that's, like, super smart, always, like, eye-rolly, sarcastic. Do you see some of these contestants come in with confidence and then get sort of destroyed in the moment? What are you trying to say? Because <laughs> I well, feel like that sort of happens to Spot. 
because I still work for the show. Because clearly, I'm not a millionaire. Do, do, but I'm saying, do you see some of these guys that would normally, or women that would normally, be so confident, and then all of a sudden lights go on, cameras on, and maybe you're not so? Because at home, everyone thinks game shows are easy at home. Right. That is true. And then when you get there with the pressure and all that stuff, then then you're dancing. And Card Sharks probably is different than Millionaire in that. I mean, I did Celebrity Millionaire and. I was like, oh, I have no idea what this is. And I have to, I'm, I'm just guessing. Uh, but with card sharks, what we, we, I found about every, no, there was like two glaring examples of people that when they lost, they were pissed and they were, and you're supposed to stay around because you can still win money. And they're just like, I hate, I hate them. I hate you. I'm not cheering for them. So I noticed that, but since it's a game of chance, yeah. Um. It really is kind of like I don't like. What is like? Do you think the next card's going to be higher than a three? And it was like, absolutely. I'm going to win twenty five grand right here, and then it's a two. Oh, that's like, the worst. Mm, Heartbreaking. Hey, Joe. The the perspective's a little different too because I mean, you live out in L.A. You know, you you you're in a you live in a, an area that's not cheap. Some of these contestants from the middle of the country, a couple hundred thousand dollars is their home. So oh, like when yeah. they're, when they're like you might say you know someone in LA or New York or a big city it's like you know win ten grand twenty grand that's like that's nice, but if someone in in the middle of the country wins six figures that is their that's paying off their home that's everything so it that's, must be oh yeah that's everything and I couldn't agree more and a woman last year uh, won on a turn of a card she won like two hundred seventy grand and she literally just goes I can buy a house. And I joked, and I was like, not in L.A., baby. Uh, <laughs> not, but not at all. She literally had the whole plan. She's like, I'm going to Georgia. I am I know the neighborhood I can buy in now. Wow. And then I was like, watch out for those California taxes on that <laughs> on their prize money. It's about half. But you are right. And what's amazing is that th- these are the same people that when they get in those high numbers, when it gets up, because there's uh, in this season – the people are up to $400,000 to the point where ABC was calling and going like, what's going on? Because we changed the rules to make it slightly easier to win. But these people are dancing. They're like, they're, they're, <laughs> they're gambling and they could walk. They could be, I was like, you can walk away right now with 200 grand. And they're like, nah. And, uh, and they're like, I don't care. I'm a, they're like, I, I, I came, and they literally, we tell them to say you came here to win, but they're like, no, 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 I'm serious. I'm here to win it. <laughs> And we we saw good news and bad, but you're right. It's a house, full on house. That's bananas. Speaking of, again, Joel McHale is here. Card Shark season two. Uh, no fans this time in the studio audience, right? How did that no. take you out of the out of the zone? I heard or read somewhere that it was a little different or more challenging for you as a result, or the energy was different. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> no, I. Hey, I shot the soup for 12 years in front of a crew. That's what right? I was and thinking, yeah. So I had, it was, it, the room was bigger and they each could, each person could bring like two or three people with them. So, and I am a, an extremely extroverted golden retriever human being. Right. So uh, I, I was, I, what I didn't want at first, I was like, I don't want any canned laughter or canned cheering. I was like, let's just let this be the thing that it is. And then, you know, after NFL games and basketball games, it became kind of normal. And we all, it kind of tricks us into going like, yeah, there's a big audience there and there's not. And they put it in. I was like, I don't even notice the difference. So I just wish every time 
that I started talking, they had a different soundtrack of people going like, you're amazing. You're the greatest. And I'd be like, stop, stop, guys. You're number guys. one, Joel. Number one. Best game you show gotta, ever. You got to do the show. I, I get it. I Thanks, get it. Guys. I got fans. Hey. Uh, but I wasn't. But I, it just gave me more. I don't know. It made me feel. You know, I, I guess you compare it to being a radio show host. Because you, I'm not trying to do that thing where I'm like, and now it relates back to you. Whereas, like, <laughs> you guys tell jokes all the time, but there's not many people to react to them. But you get that. You you feel the rhythm of, like, that was a good joke. Right. I knew that one scored. That one did not. That one did. And then Cavino goes, like, I'm 0 for 12 this morning. <laughs> <laughs> not having a good one. <laughs> I can feel it. Yep. Hey, Joel, I'm, I'm uh, skimming through Netflix, and I still haven't watched it, but you're, you're uh, part of the... Bert Kreischer cabin show? Yeah. How was that? Did he did he just uh, say, hey, I'm doing this show? I, I haven't watched it yet, but it looks fantastic. Yeah, right? So you're are, in that. People are speaking highly of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's got – he's great. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously very funny. <clears throat> and he is truly and genuinely a nice person. Right. Which is great. And I think it's a really funny idea to just put three people together with him who are – don't know each other. And – um. He, I, I was, we shot it in January and I was taking a sober January and everyone else was drinking, which is a, usually the opposite. I'm <laughs> usually the one drinking and everyone's not, but, uh, it was a really fun sort of jailbreak feeling the whole time. It was, it was, um, yeah, it was really great. I, I can't not imagine that that thing is, that thing will come back for five more seasons. He's, he's a really funny guy and he, uh, knows, he knows the he knows the language of entertainment. Like he knows how to fit it. There, there's it's, it's was nonstop fun. It was great. Hey, what'd you learn from your sober January? A lot of people doing sober October, but what'd you learn from that? I often debate like, would I want to do that? What, what would I get out I of it? I think about that with, with booze. And yeah. I think about that with like, like what, what if I ate, what if I yeah. like ate, what if I went like vegetarian like, for a month know, or something like it. to try it, to yeah. see like, what, what did you get out of that? Well, what, uh, what is it? The uh, Sinatra qu- uh, quote, um, you don't drink what? So when you wake up in the morning, that's the best you're going to feel all day. Right. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was so fun. So uh, slight weight loss. That's just because yeah. that's first just well, there. What do, what do you normally drink? Like beer and mixed drinks or like what's your drink? I drink no, I usually am. A, I'm more, mostly a wine person. Okay. 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 So just a little sugar uh, so, for the wine. So okay. get a little sugar. Fancy. Right. And uh, so I, I love wine. Um, and uh, I slept better. I think, and I mean, it was was overall just generally I felt better. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I definitely, you definitely see at a party when people start kind of like, oh, the party has reached a level. You're not a part of that. But at the end of the night, you know, that there's that great thing of like, oh, I'm fine. I'm going to go to bed. This is great. I'm not going to keep, because I can go, I can hop on Netflix and, you know, watch the Joel McHale show. No, uh, <laughs> I've been watching The Boys lately, and, oh, which yeah. changes my. As I love it so much. How great is uh, that? But show? I can sit there and like sip something. I'm like, wait, just slow down. And so that's that's where I I can let it go. But uh, so I recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe one day it's I'll also give it a go. Like, it's, if, I think it's like if you do it all the time. It's a good thing to just see if you can do. Right. Yeah. No, without a doubt. Hey, by the way, you said The Boys. Um, is Homelander? Do you think is he not one of the best bad guys in a long time? On he's like such a such a great and, character. Yeah. He, Anthony Starr is an amazing actor, and he's. I mean, every I think everyone on that show is delivering. Uh, the mm-hmm. woman that plays Stormfront, obviously Jack Quaid, and um, 
but uh yeah i mean jack wade is anchoring a fucking i mean a it is great i was gonna say a locomotive of a hit that thing is that thing yeah and every time what's so great about homelander and it's hard to pull off as a performance is that when he walks in in any scene the sense of danger just goes through the roof no doubt, and, and you got to get on there as a you got to get on as a as a cameo of yourself. I, I saw Maria Menounos is on a, a few episodes, and I'm like, yeah, I, I would. You should absolutely be like, you know, what you need you need a Joel McHale hit in this show. Where How about, they all appear on card sharks, yeah. celebrity card sharks, <laughs> celebrity card sharks, Homelander, Stormfront, the whole the whole crew. He just heads me with his eyes. That'd be great. Oh, that would I, be would, awesome. I would do that. Hey, I'm dude. on a uh, I'm I'm on a superhero show, so I don't know if I could. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's CW. right. Star Girl. Star Girl. Star Girl. Play. Yeah. Did you do something? Yeah, you're contractually obligated for all this other stuff. Yeah, you, you could only. There's yeah. only so much Joel McHale we can have. Calling you so many superheroes, so many game shows. I taking know, everyone. Right? He's taking all the work. Joel McHale. That's what my hey, wife dude. says too. There's like, there's only so much Joel McHale we can have, and I would like less of it. No, but you know what? The way, the same way we said we're happy for Bert, man. We're really happy for you. Uh, you're, it seems like you're everywhere, you know, and 2020 has been shitty, as we said, for most I'm people. I'm desperate for work all But the you time. still found a way, dude, yep. with, with the Tiger King and I, and you're doing this show, and you're making cameos. You're still killing it, man, and, and thank you for being on the show today. Thanks, man. Uh, well, I did it for the money because the, the appearance fee for this show is so high. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always. And, uh, dude, you're always cool with us, and we appreciate it. Thanks, Joel. Season Glad two of Car Sharks. Hey, questions for you. Yeah. Sure. Let's say, let's say by... Uh, this is very optimistic. Let's say by February, the vaccine is out. Okay. It's proven. It's working. Yeah. And let's say, I don't want to get into like, would you take it? Not that. But would you go back to the studio? Yes. February? Feb- yes. No, uh, not because like, oh, by February. I mean, do you think now that you've done this show a long time in, yeah. you know, from your homes, are you going to be like, eh, Ooh. you it. know what? I, I would. I definitely would. I'm I'm getting sick of doing the show from home with Kavino. Yeah, but I realize that driving to the studio every day, that you know, it's sort of nice to not have to do that. Yeah, and then you know we I, do the we do the yeah. ESPN thing at night. There's that's in downtown. Of, that's in downtown LA. We're doing that from home now. A little bit of anxiety uh, going back to normal, I think, as we've gotten into this routine. But it's not a fun routine. So I, I'm with Rich. I would go. I would. I, I'm, I would go back. I, I just. Uh, I just. I, we're in the middle of buying. My wife and I are buying a house right now. We're in the middle of everything in Woodland Hills, and it's sort of. Uh, we're gonna have to do a bunch of work on it. But I'm thinking about building like a home studio area because yeah. of everything going on. I'm like, am I gonna be like that at home guy now? It's possible. Yeah, and if it really opens up the way, I mean, if it goes back to typical or normal, the commute. To downtown LA from Woodland Hills. It's gonna be awful. <laughs> yeah, I drove to downtown LA from Studio City where I live mm-hmm. uh, at three o'clock on Saturday, and I was bumper to bumper, and I was like, "Oh, the old, the old times, the old are times, here. the old days." Oh, that's right. It's gonna take me forty-five minutes to go six miles. This is what a wonderful taste of the past. Yeah, but Joel, when you're stuck in traffic, isn't it fun every once in a while to just stare at somebody who's next to you and wave at them and? There's a good chance they might know you and like, be all happy. Oh, look, happy. it's Joe McHale. Hey, I do a lot of this. I do a lot of... <laughs> Finger up the nose. <laughs> There's a lot of nose picking on the 101. See? That's for sure. Hey, it's a scratch. Don't, don't it's just take a scratch. that for granted. Damn. You have the ability to make people's day, you know? So hey, Joe, let me could be worse. Let me ask you a question to, to back that up. So our thought is if we go back to the studio, let's say, like you said, February, March, or whatever. We're here in after March. Are, are, you, are you and other people you think going to be quick to go be guests in studio on radio shows and TV shows? 
Uh, my guess is actors will not. Yeah. Uh, right. So I, it- again, am a super extroverted golden <laughs> retriever and uh, I'll be like, yeah, let's go down there and then I'll go downtown and then I'll go hit that restaurant that I like and then I'll come back and I'll, yeah, I, I'll probably, uh, I'll probably be okay with it, but I, yeah, I th- but there's going to be a ton that, if yeah. they're if they're introverts, forget it. So it's one of, it's one back. of those things where are we rushing back to just be by ourselves in the studio? Right. Yes, I think you know? so. Yeah. You know, the last guest, who's our our last guest was Walton, Walton Goggins, Goggins. Walton and that, Goggins. that seems like a year ago. <laughs> and then like the next day, they're like, "Hey, you're gonna go home for two weeks," and that was in March. So wow. Yeah. Yeah. I I if people man, I, they already saying they, I don't know if you heard this stuff about New York, but there's they think the financial district won't come back. Some people are like the whole system works just fine from people sitting in their apartments exactly. or sitting you know, uh, mm-hmm. an hour train ride away. So why do we need to rent this huge building? Joel, do you, uh, you ever, th- you ever talk to your family about, I mean, you're, you live in California now, but you ever think like, Oh, you know what? Maybe I could do these type of things, live somewhere else and fly in when need be. You ever think about not living in LA or, or do you, or are you settled here? Or you settled here? Are moving out of it. Yeah, like Rogan and all those yeah, guys are moving. Right. Like you ever think about that? Or you sort of settled nicely in LA? It, well, yeah. I mean, all our friends are here yeah. and, and you know, I miss Seattle. We, we, we can get on, 20 years now yeah and uh you know that's that's there's a fantasy of that um being able to do that but if i were to get on a series that had crazy hours um you know either way it's going to be nuts but it it makes it that much harder if you're not in the city you actually live in so yeah uh i know for people like they moved to atlanta like for nine months because that's how long the show takes and they're just they're just moved and that's where you really get out of the rhythm of your family. Uh, the community was a really brutal, wonderful schedule, but I could go home every yeah. night and sleep in my bed with my wife and, yeah. um, and you know, I'd be around my little kids. And so that, so if you're a movie star, <laughs> you can do that. If you're like, I do one movie a year, three months, do otherwise, it. We're, feel- otherwise we're all stuck in LA no matter what, essentially. Yeah. And I, I think people love to hate LA and, I think, you know, I think um, I, you know, I personally like it a lot. And I, I think too many people come here with the, I'm only going to be here for a little while. And <laughs> that is not a good way to go into any situation. So, cause like, you, Hey, this could work out. But if you, mm-hmm. the number of people I know that are like, Oh man, I miss New York. How long have you lived in LA? 97. Well, you know, if you miss <laughs> it that much. Then you'd be there. I'll tell you but what, Joe. That was we, 23 years ago, so you're never moving. We came out here as a show in 2015, and that's, I know it's only, what, five and a half years? I don't miss New York. I really I, – I miss our family. I miss my family and some that's, friends. That's, that's it. it. Honestly, yeah. it's like I don't miss And New half York. the bars, the bar across the street from where you lived just cl- is closing down. I know. It's, it's a crazy the, the, scene. The, the life yeah. we lived there is changing anyway. Yeah. By the way, yeah. uh, one last note about Seattle. Your Seahawks. How about fucking Russell Wilson? Is he the best player in the NFL? I, without a doubt, right? Is I he? Mean, yeah, he's been the best player for five years, guys. Uh, yeah, you know <laughs> Just, what? You're right. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, he's the he's a gamer. I feel like he, he I feel it, like that's a good team, but he makes them right what they are. Like, well, yeah, he's got some receivers on now. that yep. that are just unbelievable, and that car and car, uh, he's he's stepped up, and um, you know, and everyone loves to crap on our defense, but boy, we. Uh, Pete Carroll says, like, when we needed the stop, we got the stop we wanted. And that's that's when we took over with 100, a minute and 56 seconds left and 
beat the Vikings, who were doing very well against us. But, yeah. you know, it's uh, – yes, of course, t- you know, Tom Brady is probably the, you know, on paper is the greatest quarterback. Uh, 20 mm-hmm. years still going. It's remarkable. And I think, uh, you know, time will tell. And, I mean, he's already I – mean, Russell's already a Hall of Famer. There's yeah, such incredible. good quarterbacks right now in the league. That's it's fun to watch. It's it's incredible. And uh, I mean, between Lamar Jackson and um, Patrick Mahomes and Russell, I mean, it's crazy. We got a good game this after this afternoon, like or early, like two o'clock is uh, oh. Chiefs and uh, Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills. That's a good one at two o'clock. Is that time. a makeup game? Yeah, it's a makeup game. Two p.m. on the West Coast today. So a little afternoon. You have a little afternoon plan, Joel. And then who's playing tonight? Uh, Cowboys and the Cardinals and the Bachelorette and the Bachelorettes on and too. Bachelorette. So. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so, triple, he- triple header, triple header in my yeah, house. I want to see a blindsided block on that show. Just <laughs> have no idea what's coming. Yeah, I mean, you know that when you when you think about Lamar Jackson or Mahomes or Russell, you get excited. You yeah. know, you're like, how's this all? This is great. I mean, th- I don't. Two games ago. Russell and Pete Carroll's radios went out, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, they could hear it." And, and they were like, he's like, "Got it, he got and they it." Scored. That's when you know you're no, a superstar. I don't need it. I don't need it. Yeah, yeah who needs it? Awesome. That was awesome. Joel, have a good yeah. rest of your day, man. We'll see you soon. Congrats and, uh, on everything. Congrats on all your success. We always root for you. So we'll see you soon, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me talk so fucking much. Of course, man. <laughs> anytime, Joel. anytime. All right, we have all right. more. Guys, know. I'll see you again. See you soon, buddy. See you soon, man. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Quick story. And, yo, by all means, please shit on this. Because a lot of times in life, people hold (laughs) on to things because they need something to hold on to. And you need that positive stuff. And some people buy into it and some people don't. Right? Like, Melody's always talking about, look, Dad, angel numbers. I'm like, really, Melody? Or is it just coincidence that you look to the TV or the clock and, you know, it says 11-11 or something my, like that? My grandfather died on 4-12. Right. My grandmother died on 12-4. Yeah. And my mother convinced me for a while. And for a while, I was like, oh, my God. Like, every that's, time I look at something, it's a combination of 4-1 and 2. That's like, their way of saying it's your, hi. It's your own It's mind tricks. But, it's even if, but even if it's your own mind tricks... Is it that bad? Who's who's, yeah, who's let, bothering? Yeah, let your mind right? tricks. You know, actually, I was listening to the Stern show the other day, and you got to realize, guys, we sort of grew up with a lot of these dudes, and they're our pals. Stern doesn't need our promotion. But when I hear Sal Governale on the show, I mean, he's our pal, right? Yeah. So I'm listening in. I like Sal. And they were shitting on him because he believes he's, he's Italian. So, Spot, you might recognize this, or maybe Nico Campanile. Hey. Nico, I like it, a panatona Campanile. You might realize hey. this one. He said in his culture, in Italian culture especially, like uh, he believes that the afterlife comes back in the form of, of, of dimes. Mozzarella. Right? Like you, they could be thinking about somebody, and you could even say, Oh, show me a sign that uh, you, you could hear yeah. me. And I love it, a panatone. And uh, oh my God, there's a dime right there. You're supposed to. There's a dime, it's a sign. Like there's a dime on the fucking floor. There was no dime there. What are the chances that we're talking about that guy? We look down. And there's a dime. Uh, Italian. A lot of people they you buried, put, yeah they put a lot of stock into that. Like it's a sign. That's how the dead communicates. Like we did that with you. You put pennies or or dimes right in with that in with the person when they're being buried right. And they were shit. And they're on supposed them. to come back. And to it you. was funny, right? right? It was it was really funny. But Nico, do you have any take on that? I've heard of that one with the pennies. 
Yeah, right. pennies. So for him, it's dimes. We right? do that with my mom. Now, what is it when you see a penny? Yeah, well, you it's put a sign. you give the, you put pennies in with them when they're being you know when in the casket, and you're supposed to like get a sign back that they're like giving the pennies back to you. Right now, the truth is, it's probably from coincidence. Heaven. Pennies from heaven, right? Is it coincidence? Are you more aware of it because you're looking for those signs? Right. All of those things could be discussed, but the truth what is... What we call awareness theory on the show. What the truth is, though, if you want to believe that Penny is a sign and it makes you feel good, yeah. then so be it, right? So if Sal Governale, um sees a dime and he, he was just thinking about his grandfather and it makes him think that his grandfather's watching over him, is that so bad? No. You know, I'm right? going to say it now. You know how some people are like, oh, when I die, I'll, I'll, I promise I'll come back. Like when the lights flicker, it'll be me sending a sign. Or like when, you know, when something... Right. My, okay. my sign from the beyond is going to be the smell of farts. So, so when you're in a room <laughs> yeah. and no. you have the smell of farts. Oh, so when I go, oh, shit, God, Spot, if you go before us and I'm like, yo, Kavino, do you just bust ass? And he's like, no. Well, I assume that's you. It's going to assume it's me. The well, smell of farts. Ghost farts. Let me tell you what. Ghost me, farts. You know, you, everyone has these preconceived. My message from beyond will be my ghost farts. Everyone oh, thinks they, they know me and I'm a fucking blowhard jerk off or whatever your impression is. I have ghost resting farts. dick face, whatever it is you think about me. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm an asshole. You know, I have I have a faith in that I'm not in control, and I have to you know rely on the universe or God or whatever to guide me, right? So I ask for signs. I'm like, you know, give me signs. And I know that a lot of times it's the signs that you're looking for, I have it on, or maybe I have just it on coincidence. DVD. You want it? No, or maybe okay. it's. Just, I love Mel Gibson. I know you do. Uh, maybe it's just coincidence, like I said. But often at night, I I pray for. My kid and my parents and Jordan, you know, I wish her happiness and greatness in life and I care about her. And I, I, I ask for signs like, yeah, I'm moving. You know, show me a sign that I'm on the right path. You know, let me know that I'm doing the right thing. Make this easy for me. Show me a sign because I don't know, right? I have the inability to know. I'm putting it in, in your fucking hands. Show me. I don't know. I think I'm doing the right thing. Somebody help me. Ace of base? Somebody. So let me tell you, <laughs> now you know my, my, my stance. Yeah. Yes, it could be coincidence, but what's wrong with it? I told the story years ago. It was so long ago, I really don't even remember the story. But the story was that I had a dream. And in my dream, one uh, little uh, a song was uh, playing that never resonated with me at all. I never really cared for. I've always known. I thought it was cool, but it wasn't like, yo, that's my song. But it was in my dream. Right? Yeah. And that song was by Joe Jackson stepping out on a throwback Thursday. Now, in that dream, which I don't remember, some dope shit happened. And I remember thinking, you know what? Everything's going to be okay or I'm on the right path because of this dream. I woke up singing that song and I'm like, yeah, man, stepping out, cool things are going to happen. It's been so long and it's been so many times that, again, I'm forgetting the stories. But the one I do remember is Rich and I are about to make our TV debut. Our TV debut. Our first time ever as Cavino and Rich on TV. Yeah, we did a few like news appearances and things like that. But this was the announcement of our TV show. And we were live at City Field in New York City. And we were about to sit down with Kevin Burkhart to announce the debut of Cavino and Rich on SNY in New York. And would you believe it? At City Field, in the sound system... I'm like, yo, Rich, listen, it's the song. The song's playing. 
Joe Jackson stepping out. So, hey, man, we're stepping out into something new, a new adventure, a new journey. This is a sign, dude. We're on the right path. I know it. Yo, Rich, it's the song. Yo, since then. Like, it's coincidentally happened too many times. Too like, and I know. I, throughout the years, I brought this up like two other times. Like, yeah, yo, bro, that song came on again. It's, it's a weird phenomenon spot. Like, coincidence there, there were, there, or am I looking for it? It's was, not the most uh, popular song. It's not a, the most popular song, but there was a time where when we were moving out to L.A. or like on our way to a big meeting for ESPN where we were flipping through the channels and you're like, dude, it's on. It's on, dude. We're, got, we're going to meet with ESPN. The song's on again. What are the chances? So you've now associated Joe Jackson stepping out as your sign. Like, someone give me a sign. Dude, it's happened too many times. So it's like, is it a sign? Is it a coincidence? Whatever. It's there and I'm cognizant and I notice it, right? So this happened so many times that I forgot all the stories. City Field, going to this big meeting, uh, signing my divorce papers. I don't fucking know, right? But, hey, man, it's the new chapter. The new chapter. And I'm on the right path. The song was on. Get this. Let me prove to you that this is wild. Coincidence, sure. Wild, without a doubt. Sign, I don't know. We look for signs. We look for signs. We look for signs when we want them. You could argue that. But sometimes signs present themselves. Can I just interrupt with a quickie? Sure. When Sarah and I were trying to debate what we were going to name our kid, keep in mind, we didn't know if it was going to be a boy or a girl. We didn't find out the gender of our second kid. With Emmy, we knew it was going to be a girl. With our second, we said, let's wait until the birth. That's the ultimate gender reveal. So we had figured out what girl name we wanted. Which, by the way, would have been Willa. But there's no Willa now. Big Willa, big Willa Ford fan. So cool. So she would have been Willa, but there was no she because he was big, beefy Ben. We were choosing between Ben and one or two other boy names. Right? Triple B, bro. Like, what are we going to name our son? If it's a boy, what are we going to name it? Sarah and I said, where do you want to go eat? Sarah's like, you know what? I'm having, a, I'm having pregnancy hunger feelings for P.F. Chang's. We sat down. We go to sit down at P.F. Chang's right there at uh, where, where you live. Right there by the Galleria. And wouldn't you know it, on the dry erase board where they seat people, in big letters, just Ben, B-E-N. And we're like, yeah, Ben. Like, you, it's a sign, but you're also more aware. Yeah, but like, we're like, what's the I'm chances? Not, what's the chance? We're, what we got to eat, and we're, our big conversation right. is, what are we going to name our son? And then, boom, on a big dry erase board, Ben. Right. And if you're a guy that asks for signs and, and prays for guidance, like I do, because I don't know, right? I'm just trying to do my best. These mean more. These things mean more. And and because I've talked about this throughout the years, people listening right now, our pals listening, might remember the stories better than I do because I'm forgetting some of the other times that this has happened to me. But they were significant moments in my life when I was stepping out into something new, taking on a new challenge, a new chapter, a new something. This song kept coming on. So let me tell you how wild this is. I needed Rich and Spot to be my witness for some paperwork. Can that I I'm get doing. a witness? Well, I'm, I'm signing off on paperwork for the new condo that I bought, right? So I needed to get some stuff notarized, and Rich and Spot were my witness. So they get in my car, and there was something really aggressive on. Like <laughs> I didn't see nothing. <laughs> no, there was. I think I think it was like System of a Down. I e a i a i o. I'm pretty sure like System of a Down was B i n g o. Is a i e a i a i o something like. That was I. Oh yeah, 
And, and you kept saying to us, yo, bro, am I making the right decision getting this condo? Bro, am I, yo, bro, what, what should I do? Yeah, bro, it's, it's cool. Kavino, do it. Yo, bro, what should I do? So Spot finally has a no. I'm like, I'm he's like, like, he's like, Kavino, first of all, A, go through with the condo. And would you shut this off? He shuts it off and he puts on, we're not even fucking asking, Spot rudely, rudely. I mean, come on. Rudely, this. hold on, shuts off my radio in my car. I switched it over. I right? And he puts on 80s on 8. 80s I on didn't eight. put it on. He put it on. Right? And there was a really dope song by Millie Vanilli on. This is how much I remember the story. It just happened. And I was like, fuck, I forgot this song. Was it? Which song was it? It I was... was. I'm going to miss you. It was a song that if you remember, Rich, because you were there, I'm like, yo, I haven't heard this song since it came out. I love this song. I think it was this song. Yes. Yeah, because I remember it was slower. And, and I'm like, like, I even rewound it, remember? I'm like, I'm listening to that shit again. Play the hook. Oh, I know. Nothing good make me change. It's uh, time for me to be to The dream is over. And I never will forget the day we met. Girl, I'm on a Right? I was, and I was feeling it. I was like, fuck. Look at me. I was I was rocking out and Spot put on 80s on 8 and Millie Vanilli's on. I drop Rich and Spot off. I am like, all right, Rich and Spot, thanks for coming with me. I get in the car. I, I rewind the song. I listen to it again. Again? Yeah. Wow, you really love that song. Yeah, because it's resonating with me. It's a tragedy for me to see the dream is over. And I never will forget the day we met. I'm gonna miss you. I'm feeling like this is my shit right now. I shit you not. The moment I pull into the driveway of the mortgage place where I'm dropping off my paperwork, the moment I pull in, stepping out comes on. Uh, I fucking recorded it. I'm like, this is, there's no fucking way. I would have never been listening to 80s on 8. What are the chances? Uh, Here I am, like, hesitantly. You know, going to drop off paperwork, saved up my pennies for fucking two years to do this. I'm very like, man, I need a sign. That shit comes on. What are the chances, dude? Do you believe in signs? I'm like, yeah, I'm stepping out. I sat there in the car the entire song and just shook my head like, I can't believe it. And a little tear of hope came streaming down my eye. Oh, you used one of your six Vato cries a year? And I looked in the mirror like, motherfucker. Vato, by the way, people don't know, um, Vatos are allowed to cry six times a yeah, year. So true. how many have, did you back, do you have any left or no? I recorded it. I got, I got, a, I got, well, Five. I, I got like four left. Four left, four yeah. cries? Okay. Four cries left before the end of the year. Um, I just couldn't believe it, dude. And again, am I aware of it? Yeah, of course I'm aware of it now. It's happened too many times. But what are the chances that song is just so random? And it happened again. In a significant moment. Here's my paperwork. Everything's signed. There you go. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's crazy. And it's nothing lyrically about the song. It's more just a matter of like that song. I don't song know what is the like song the... is about, but I've attributed it now like I'm stepping out. I'm stepping out. You're, you're, you're stepping out of what was comfortable to you. That's maybe what it means to me. Therefore, I've, I feel like I've manifested it. It's fucking weird, dude. Manifest. Man, but anyway, I've talked about that several times throughout the years. Like, yo, that song came on again, dude. It happened again at a really significant moment. 
And uh, I would have never put that channel on if Spot hadn't have done it. It's like it was meant to happen. So weird. Just weird. Yeah, just Wanted to share. It been like, uh... Signs. But the point is, it, the real point, that's my story, right? But the real point is, if people want to hold on to stupid things, if people want to believe that these things matter, if the dime means something to somebody or the penny for Spot or the numbers for my kid or whatever the fucking thing is for you. What's it up? You know, like, oh, man, this girl walked by, and I, and I smelled her. And, you know, my, my mom, who passed away, used to wear that same shit. I feel like that was her way of saying something. Let people hold on Let to those things. Let people hold on to those well, things. Why are you going to good? What, are you going to ruin it? That's it. So, truthfully, is it a coincidence? Probably. But it's kind of cool. It's at least for me. Do you know the song? Signs by Tesla? It's a remake. Yeah. Tesla made a kick-ass remake. Signs, signs, everywhere there's signs. Signs, everywhere there's signs. Signs, 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 spotty boy. Everywhere there's signs. Cavino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. All right. What person under the moon doesn't know this song? Right? Where have you been your whole life? Let's welcome here on the Cavino and Rich Show, Andrea. Barber, everybody. Hi. Andrea, did you like that dramatic pause I gave you? (laughs) You like that? I feel my ego is sky high right now. So, yeah, thank you for that dramatic pause. You like that? (laughs) Best known as, I mean, I got to say this too because it's so iconic. It's up there with like Arthur Fonzarelli. Kimmy Gibbler, everybody. Hey, Kimmy Gibbler. That's right. <laughs> a part of your Friday nights as a kid, right? TGIF. And of now course. Netflix, Fuller House. I, I'm amazed, Andrea. I, I got to ask you right out the gate. You're, you're Kimmy Gibbler from the age of, what, 11 to 19? Then yeah, you like 10, live, actually. 10, and, but and, yeah. then, and then you live <laughs> your 20s and 30s, and then it's like, hey, you're Kimmy Gibbler again. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Like, like, how is, how do you, tw- did you ever think, oh, I'm going to be Kimmy Gibbler again? Oh, hell no. <laughs> I left the business at 18. I was right. like, peace out, Hollywood. I'm going to like college. I'm going to live in yeah. the dorm. I'm going to get married. Like I had kids. I, j- I did everything except stay in Hollywood. So when I got the call from Jeff Franklin to come back and reprise my role as Kimmy Gibbler, I was like, Okay, why not? <laughs> for five more seasons, I'm, I'm, by the way. Congratulations yeah. on that. Well, we didn't even know it would be five seasons. We got very lucky that Netflix kept renewing us for, for so many seasons. But, yeah, it was it was a dream come true twice. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really amazing. Uh, again, we're going to talk about the book Full Circle, From Hollywood to Real Life and Back Again. Andrea Barber is here. Andrea, before we move on, though, I do want to introduce you to the real life Dickie Gibbler. Yeah. He is very much Kimmy Gibbler if Kimmy Gibbler was a dude. This guy, Rich, over oh, here. Um, yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. He's that kind of guy. Uh, but I do want to ask you <laughs> I mean, I have so many questions for you. Like, you've lived a really interesting life. And since you brought this part up, what was it like when you said, peace out, Hollywood? And now you're like, college kid. Like, can you ever really be normal, even though you were trying to be, when everyone knows? who you are and what you did, but you're just trying to fit in. What was that like? 
I do feel I do feel like my life is very normal. Even now, after really? the success of Fuller House, like this is I've been acting since I was five. So I don't really know anything different. Um, but um, I, le- I lead a very normal life. Like my kids make fun of me and they don't <laughs> listen to me. I yell at them. I go to Target like my house is a mess. And sometimes I get recognized like that's the only difference. That's my life difference. is very otherwise very normal um besides being recognized and people uh, having a large following but i feel that i mean this is normal to me this is normal i guess if it's all you know it's it's normal um andrea we were we were talking about this before we even knew you were going to be on our show so we're not just kissing your butt i remember when fuller house started we both said man andrea barber kimmy gibble she is hilarious what a shame she stepped away for 20 years that was 100% your choice. Do you ever think that you could have very well continued successfully in the entertainment world? Because your comedic timing, you're real good at what you do. Yeah. Is there a party that's like, eh, maybe what that life would have been it's, like? It's like she didn't miss a beat. Like you didn't miss a beat. Like right. you, you, Most people Aww. that are kid stars, they're out of the mix, not by choice. It's because they're like, eh, we've had enough of you. You're the one that said, I'm stepping away. You sort of pulled the Dave Chappelle in a way. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, gosh, you guys are very kind. Um no, it was, I never, I never look back and I never yeah. think what if, and uh, should I have done this? I loved those 20 years away from Hollywood. I wouldn't change a thing. I got to experience a lot of things. Um, I got to go abroad several times and live in Denmark and Switzerland. And I got a master's degree in England. And I mean, I just, I experienced so much life in those 20 years. And I think I appreciate where I am now. And I, I look at the business differently now too. You know, it's it's not just acting and comedic timing. Like that's the fun stuff is mm. being on stage. Like there's it's a whole different business now with, you know, promoting yourself and you know, building up your brand right. and doing red carpets and publicity. Like it's a very it's a very different beast now. So, um I'm glad I left when I did. I'm glad I came back when I did. And now we'll see if, if another great show comes up or if I can make a great show mm-hmm. happen, then I would be happy to return to Hollywood. If not, I know I will be just fine and just as happy outside of Hollywood. Really cool. Andrea, a lot of people uh, sometimes shy away from their iconic character. I remember Gary Coleman when he was alive. He didn't want to do the, what you talk about, Willis? And some people like, uh, like we had Molly Ringwald on the show once and she didn't want to talk about any of her 80s movies. Like sometimes people shy away from that older stuff. Because they try to move on. Yeah, during that 20 year gap when you're, you know, traveling the world, uh, falling in love, having kids, doing all this stuff. Was it fun when people would randomly be like, hey, Kimmy Gibbler, did you get a kick out of that? Or was it like, all right, I get it. I'm Kimmy Gibbler. Um, neither. Like, I I didn't really mind it, but I wasn't seeking it. Like, I, I don't know. I've, I've never resented this character like mm-hmm. I think some child actors do. And I mean, it's also different because some of these child actors are trying to rebrand themselves as adult actors. And so they, they don't want to be seen mm-hmm. as you know, Urkel or whatever those iconic <laughs> characters right. were. So, and I, I, that wasn't the case with me. I wasn't trying to rebrand myself. Um, so I just loved the character for who she was as a teenager, which was this hysterical, awkward, loudmouth person. And now I get to, you know, relive it as, as an adult, as I think adult Kimmy Gibbler yeah. is way cooler than teenage Kimmy Gibbler. Uh, adult, awesome. adult Kimmy Gibbler landed Fernando. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which, by the way, we got to talk about Fernando. We got to talk, talk about that guy in a second. But let, let me ask you one last oh, yeah. thing about that. Um, 
like Henry Winkler, uh, a friend of the show. We, we love the Fonz. Uh, Uncle Henry, we call him. He's, uh, he's different than the character, the Fonz. And he said that's sort of what he sort of wanted to be, what never was, right? The late, great James Gandolfini was never like Tony Soprano. Are you anything like Kimmy Gibbler? Or would your friends and family be like, oh, my God, no, she's nothing like that. I'm nothing like Kimmy Gibbler. You can ask any cast member on you look Full like House her. or Fuller House. You look just like her. <laughs> the person who's least like their character is Andrea. Like I'm nothing. I'm introverted. I'm shy. I don't. Sometimes when I've had a little too much to drink, the Kimmy Gibbler will come out. <laughs> but otherwise, I'm nothing like my character. I don't dress in crazy outfits. I just I, I like a very simple, quiet life. Um, I read something. I read something, Kavino, about the dynamics on Fuller House and, of course, Full House back in the day. Why was Bob Saget? Why was Danny Tanner always so freaking mean to you? You ever realize, like, yeah, he was, he was a dick. Yeah. Like that. Was, he was, was so, annoying. He was so mean to his right. daughter's best friend, who was nothing but nice. Right. Yeah, I know. In, in hindsight, it does seem a little mean. At the time, it was just a shtick, and it was like that. That those were the jokes. That was the rhythm. Mm-hmm. It was the oh, everybody groan when Kimmy Gibbler walks in the back door. <laughs> um, but as an adult now, like looking back at some of those episodes, those earlier episodes, I'm like, I would never treat my kids' friends like that. Like yeah. even the annoying ones, I would still be kind to them. I wouldn't be mean to them. So yeah, it was a little mean, but that's okay. Kimmy Gibbler got her redemption arc in Fuller House. She did. She came back better than ever. Oh, for sure. And, uh, you know, we're going to learn more about your real life, but I want to ask you one last question about looking back. Uh, you know, we, we would have graduated together, I think. Were you class of 94? Yeah, I was. Yeah, class of 94 here. So when you're an adult and you're looking back at that 10-year-old kid, are you impressed with what you were able to handle at 10 years old and the pressures probably involved in that? Are you impressed at what you were able to accomplish? Like, how do you view that looking back? Because you have all that footage. Yeah, mostly when I look back, I'm just, I'm a little embarrassed because I was so awkward and gangly and pale. (laughs) I mean, I'm mostly just like cringe. But um, I think now, because I'm a mom and my kids have passed that, like I have teenagers now, they're 13 and and 16. And I'm like, man, I I had a full-time job when I was their age. (laughs) And so I that makes me a little more impressed. And I'm also a little harder on my kids too. Cause I'm like, I was working full time at your age. You can at least like clean your room and do your homework and pick up the kitchen at the same time, you know? So it, it does make me appreciate um, my maturity. I think being a child actor, you're forced to be way more mature than you are. Um, than most kids are just because you're working in an adult world. You have a full-time job um, and you're juggling school at the same time. So it's really hard actually for child actors to, to have that balance, but I made it through. Okay. Hey, it's Andrea, possible. Andrea, from a, from a complete vanity vein perspective, was it easier to do Fuller House because truthfully you guys all look fantastic. Like if, yes. if, if what, if like one of you had <laughs> let yourself go, like you, Candace, you, uh, and, uh, and Jody, I mean, yeah, like everyone, he, looked, he really just is talking about Stamos. Be honest, I, I, mean, I mean, for God's sakes, yeah. is Stamos the most handsome? Uh, God I, is an I, age. I beg to look like Stamos when I'm that age. Do you take his handsomeness for granted? Is really what we want to know. <laughs> I've known him too long. I appreciate his jawline, oh, and okay. I appreciate his skin. His skin, he's so Greek. Like it's just such <laughs> supple skin with the chiseled jawline. I do appreciate that. But, is his hair um, as soft you know. as we imagine, like in that Geico commercial? Is his hair very soft? 
Uh, I never. T- I don't think he lets people touch his hair uh, except yeah. his hairstyle. It's not hair. But it, it looks like it has. I think it always has a lot of product in it. So right. I don't know if I'd want to run my fingers through that. <laughs> hey, Andrea, of all the catchphrases on Full oh, House and Fuller House, which one do the cast roll their eyes at or actually embrace? Like whether it's you got it, dude, or uh, cut it out, or the hair. Like what were the ones that you guys actually got a kick out of? <laughs> um. Well, they're all corny. Like- you, guys, you guys, let's be honest, Andrew. You guys, you guys, in a very good way, lean hard into that on Fuller House. Like you guys, you guys poke fun at yourself on Fuller House. There's, there's a lot of realization that hey, the fans want this. We're going to give it to them. Yes, we do. We don't shy away from the nostalgia. We give them all the catchphrases, even you know, and we don't. It's I don't. We didn't hate any of them. Mm-hmm. Like not. I didn't hate any of mine. But um, like, oh, my Lanta is something that we we always say, like we kind of just say that in real life, too. It's like, oh, my Lanta, because um, it just rolls off the tongue easier than hola, Tanneritos or have mercy <laughs> uh, or how rude. You know, poor Jody is always asking. People are always asking Jody to say how rude. And I think I think she's over it. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's got to um, make you cringe after a while. It, it, you know, it, I do love hola, we, Tanneritos. We, we that is a good one. That is funny. <laughs> I, you know, I could see Rich saying that, to be honest. Andrea Barber here on the Cavino and Rich show. I want to ask you about your kids. You know, it's crazy. Like I said, we would have graduated together, which means I could fully have kids, uh, you know, well, that old, if well, not older. You, you have a 10-year-old. Right, I know. But, you know, you got teenagers who, who have probably watched these shows. They got the chance to actually see you come back. What's their take mm-hmm. on, you know, everything they've seen? Is mom the coolest Is mom now? cool? Did they like the old episodes? And how do they feel? So it's a two-part question. How do they feel about your shows? How do they feel about reboots in general, like Cobra Kai and what you kind of were a part of and started? Oh, those are great questions. Um, they think I'm cool now. Nice. Like, now, like, like within the last 12 months. <laughs> I wasn't cool before. Before it was like, Mom, why are you going back to work? We want you home. You know, why Why are you? Mm-hmm. They didn't get it. Right. Um, but this last season, they came, They started coming to work with me more often. They made friends with the other kids on the show. And they got to be on the show, too, as extras in the background. So oh, now cool. they think this is the coolest job in the world. Mm-hmm. And they're like, this is great. And my son just said to me earlier this week, he's like, Mom, you're like, he saw a TikTok or something that had to do with Kimmy Gibbler. And he was like, you're like, really famous mom <laughs> like That's i've been awesome. trying to tell you that for 16 years oh my and god and you didn't believe me because he's like no but you're like really really famous and i'm like oh my god but i'm still your mother you still have to clean your room right um so they think it's cool for as for reboots i don't i don't think they care like my son watched cobra kai and i'm, I'm like you gotta watch the karate kid like let's watch the karate kid together and he was like eh. you know they don't have that <laughs> nostalgia pull like they don't have those visceral like memories like we do right um so they're kind of reboots are like whatever maybe in 20 years they'll appreciate their type of reboots but Makes for sense. the 80s and 90s they're just like eh, Andrew, not interested t- take it back to our childhood because we're all around the same age uh we always say goonies back to the future karate kid what else do you want to th- what else do you want to throw in there what was your what was the one you watched on vhs a hundred times oh man um, well, I was from the TGIF family, you yeah. know, so um, I, you know, step by step, family yeah. matters, mm-hmm. um, perfect strangers. Like, mm. I'm really, Don't be I'm really aging us right Don't now. Don't be um, ridiculous. Yeah. Cousin Larry, cousin, yeah. Cousin Appleton. You know, I watched uh, Step by Step is streaming somewhere. I don't know if it's Hulu or Netflix. Step by Step is somewhere now. 
and I watched it, and my God, it's like it's like bad. It's good, if that makes sense. Like it's so yeah, it's so nineties cheese. And I'm like Patrick Duffy, Suzanne Summers. That was a uh, that was the heyday for a lot of people. Those Friday nights with Full House, uh, Family Matters, Step by Step. That was uh, that was a pretty special time for a lot of people. Is it weird that you were part of so many people's lives that way? No. It's not weird. It's not weird at all. Like, I don't, maybe I don't have, like, maybe it hasn't even hit me yet. Like, it's just, I'm just thrilled people like the show. And I mean, it was, it was a simpler time back then when people would watch TV, families would watch TV together. I think we're now we're experiencing that because of COVID people are forced to stay home with their families on Friday nights Mm -hmm. instead of going out. But that was a loss that was a lost art for a long time. You know, families didn't watch TV together, um, but we're bringing, you know, we brought family comedy back with Fuller House. And so maybe, maybe that'll reignite this um, Friday night family in front of the TV. You know what they need to reboot? uh, Uh, America's Funniest People with Dave Coulier. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think I was the only guy that liked that show, uh, Andrea. Oh, America's Funniest People was right on after it was on after America's Funniest Videos. It was Bob Saget and Dave Coulier. I liked both of those shows. The video, the Funniest Home Videos was definitely a special, special treat. Yes. Um, Very successful, too. Bob Saget was very busy in the 90s. Hey, Andrea, it's fun going down memory lane. And I know your book is about your life and how you came full circle and everything. And I don't want to bring the mood down, but I think it's an important part of your story because uh, I feel like it's something I deal with, but it's something I didn't even know I dealt with. I just thought it was me. You suffer from anxiety, right? Or suffered from anxiety. So I want to know like, how that affected you as a kid and, and growing older and how you sort of overcame it. Because I think a lot of people could, could learn from that. Yeah, well, it's still, I would say I still suffer from anxiety. Yeah. That's, it's just a part of me. It's a part of my DNA, but I, I can handle it better now after, you know, a, a decade or more of therapy and just learning what I need to do in order to keep myself healthy. Um, but as a kid, I didn't know, like you said, I didn't know. I thought I was, I thought this is just what you do. I would throw up every morning and I would throw up before performances and I, it was not a sad thing. It was just like this, this Pavlovian response I had to stress. Um, and I was always very nervous. I was just very nervous and jittery and shy. And it that carried over and got worse once I got into my 20s. And then after having kids, it got really, really bad um, where it became debilitating and I couldn't get out of bed and take care of my kids. So that's when I was like, OK, I can't ignore this anymore. I need help. I need something I need help outside of myself. I can't manage this on my own. Um, so with a great support system with my husband at the time and my parents, um, I got into therapy. I got, I was, I got into, um, I had a, got a psychiatrist. So I was on medication and I started exercising and meditating and all of, all of the tools in my toolkit now that I use still to this day in order to manage it so that I can, you know, I still get anxious. I still get, you know, but it doesn't take over my life anymore. So many people, Um, uh, so many people deal with things and they don't address them. Like I, I, or don't realize, I mean, like I just thought that like she was saying, I just thought that was me. Like I just thought like, yeah, yeah, everyone must feel this way. Yeah. I, I, I say to my mother, my wife, after our second kid postpartum, like there's things that you can't, you try, you can say, I'm going to try to figure it out on my own, but people, should seek out help if they need help in these situations for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. And the more we talk about it, the more normal it becomes. 
Um, and people, I just feel that once, once I started being honest about my story, it took me a long time to get to this point too, where I, I accepted it and I didn't feel shameful anymore. Now I'm just like, Hey, this is me. I'm anxious. Yeah. Um, but once I started sharing my story, like everyone's defenses lowered and they were like, Oh my God, you know, me too. Like I'm, right. I'm on Prozac too, or I'm on whatever, you know, whatever it was. Um, people, uh, it, it just, it breaks down this barrier. And once you share your story, people are willing to share back and that, that creates the healing, you know, that creates the, the, the honesty that people need in order to, to move past the shame of it. Awesome. Andrea Barber, she's got her new memoir, Full Circle from Hollywood to Real Life and back again. You guys know her as Kimmy Gibbler. Uh, you, you said exercise, and I have to bring up that I also, I'm a Peloton boy, Andrea. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Peloton boy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, she I got, love it. You got real amped about that. Well, let's, I mean, do we, do we have favorite <laughs> instructors? Do you do 20 minute rides, 30, 45? Like, where you at? <laughs> Oh, no, I went deep. I'm into power zone training. So I Ooh. do like the 45, 60, 90 minute rides. What? Um, <laughs> with Matt Wilpers. Matt, uh, I'm in a steady relationship with Matt Wilpers because I, yeah, I got into it and I'm on a team and I can't let my team down. So there's like challenges you can join. Every I, I, you know, I, I never do the challenges, but I, I got to do it. I, I watch, uh, I watch, I ride with Emma Lovewell. I think she's great. And, Co oh, yeah. and Cody Rigsby is the sassiest dude of all time. That guy is fantastic. I, he's so fun. Whenever I'm like sad or I, I need, I just need to pick me up. I just take a Cody Riz Rigsby ride. He's so fun. I'm excited for their Halloween rides coming up next week. Like they have a few Halloween rides. Have you done that? So have I'm you like done the, uh, have you done the Hamilton ride yet? I did. I did do the Hamilton ride. That was great. It was just. Look at you guys. Are you going to be riding? I'll, I'll, I'll high five you next time. Oh, look right. at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ha you'll have to friend me on there. Sweet. <laughs> hey, oh. uh, Andrea, let me ask you this. When you see your, your castmates, which are your friends? I know you're close to these people. When you see them in the news, do you reach out to be like, what's this story about? Like Candace, Candace, uh, there was a story where her husband took a picture with his hand on her boob and her conservative fans got all riled up. Do you reach out to her and be like, yo, Kansas, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. If I see it, I will. Like I'm very, we're so honest with each other and I'll, you know, either she, we have a Marco Polo, like me, Candace and Jody, and we're on it a lot, a lot. And so, you know, Candace will get on and she'll just be like, I can't believe, I can't believe that this has happened. And now like, E! News has picked it up. It's a story now, and I'm just like... It's a story that her I'm husband's... So sorry. Ha yeah, her husband's hand on her boob is an E! Story. Isn't that... A, it's, it's insane. It must have been a slow news day. I don't know. Or maybe it's just her fan base is very... Uh, you know, a lot of them are very, very, very conservative. And I think, you know... You just yeah. got to keep it in perspective. She's been married over 20 years. This is not news, people. Right. Andrea, so it's a little surprise. <laughs> Andrea, I know. Not uh, a big deal at all. Your pals with Jody as well. Did, does she lean in and love the fact that when Fuller House revamped, a lot of guys were loving her? And uh, there, there was a lot of attention on, uh, on her good looks. Did, does she lean into that or does she like roll her eyes at it? Oh, Jody's too cool for anything. I mean, she's, she's beautiful. She's gorgeous. Um, nothing really phases her though. Like she's just sort of like, yeah, you know, whatever. She kind of has, she has a type. Um, she's in a, a very committed relationship right now, um, with a guy with tattoos and, you know, she's like, I like dad bod. That's my, that's my type. I like dad bod. And so she, she doesn't care what other people think. She's just, she loves who she loves. So and, she's um, saying there's a chance. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
Hey, you know what, I, I, Andrea? I want to ask you this because it's in your book. You know, you talk about how you overcame divorce, and and your ex was there for you. You said when you were going through tough times. You know, mm-hmm. I've had to deal with that. Many people have had to deal with that. Uh, I want to know what it was like for you to be on the single scene and on the prowl, or were people on the prowl for for you? When you are known in this way, that's also got to be a weird thing. Think from the guy's perspective. Like, yeah, I just met this girl. You'll never guess. I- Kimmy <laughs> Gibbler. <laughs> you know, like, think about that. Like, yeah. what was that like for you? I know it wasn't all fun and games, I'm sure, because I know it's tough. But from that yeah. perspective, just tell us, you know, what was your story? Well, I don't, I don't date. Like, I've never been on Bumble. Like, what would I put on my profile? I don't, like, that, that's just weird. So I was not on the prowl. Like I was. Oh, bumberitos. Exactly. That's what you put. Oh, on bumberitos. That's that, it. That would get all the guys coming. That's for sure. No, I had sworn off men. I had such a. It was such an awful experience going through divorce, and so I was just like, never again. Um, until I met my boyfriend, and he was like, let's you know, let's go on a date, and I was like, no, and so we just sort of hung out you know, and had lunch together. I was like, it's a meal. It's not a date. Um, and then here we are like six years later, I'm still calling it. We're just having meals together, but <laughs> that's great. No, I'll admit he's my boyfriend now. It's been long enough, but that's um, awesome. no, I've never really done the dating scene thing. I don't. And the only time I was like dating people, I guess I was in my twenties and I met my, my, my former husband, um, out in a bar at Irvine spectrum. And he didn't know for like the first month that I had this past as a child actor. No way. Um, yeah. That's kind of like I went, we, we were out on a date and I went to the bathroom and then some fans approached him and said, hey, is your girlfriend Kimmy Gibbler from Full House? And he was like, what? No. What are you talking about? And he like he had no clue. <laughs> and then I came back from the bathroom and he was like, these, these idiots over here think that you were a child actor on Full House. And I'm like. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> That's insane. And I told them the whole story. So, oh, well, it's That's better great. if they don't know, I guess. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Andrea, um, mm-hmm. Fuller House, when it, when it came back, everyone was excited. You know, everyone gets pumped when they first saw Bob Saget and Dave Coulier and, of course, Stamos and you guys, the beautiful women on the cast. What about the Olsen twins? Was there ever a discussion? Did they just from the beginning say, nah, we're out? Like, they didn't even want to make a cameo? No, we we tried for so many seasons too. Uh, Jeff Franklin tried so hard, and even like Bob, like like lots of cast members reached out and tried to get him to come back on the show. And they they were steadfast from the very beginning that they don't act anymore. They don't want to be in front of a camera. They have a very successful fashion industry business empire conglomerate, so they don't you know they don't need. They don't need to, and they just didn't want to. And didn't, yeah. I guess they don't feel comfortable Dude. being in front of the camera anymore. And I respect that. That's fine. I left Hollywood too, so I have to respect that. But Dude. we tried for like three or four seasons to get them back. They wouldn't even make a phone call or a Zoom or like Jeff Franco was like, you could just walk through the set. You don't have to That's say what I'm a thinking. word. Like, I mean, the reality is like, listen, you're right. They left. They don't need it. But there's a part of me that feels like, don't you feel like they maybe owe the fans just that for all the love and support over the years? Like, come on, just walk, walk through the scene. Like, come on. <laughs> I wish they had done it. I think it would have been great, but I can't judge anybody yeah. for you know what they're comfortable with or not. Um, but yeah, I wish they had just come back just for. Oh my god, everybody would have would have gone crazy for it, um, and we would have loved to have had them on the set. But 
that's okay. No hard feelings. Hey, Andrea, um, when season one came out, when we were watching and we said, oh, look at this, Fuller House is back. The nostalgia, this is great. Forget all the old characters. Myself and Covino both said, this Fernando guy, he yeah. is a steen, he's a scene stealer. Both of them together. Like you he guys is. together. Like <laughs> You really what? met your match. Yeah, I mean, what, what an actor that guy is, huh? <laughs> Juan Paulo Depache is, yeah, he's fantastic. Like, he's a triple threat. He's got the looks. He can act. He can sing. He can dance. He speaks, like, three languages. He's funny. I mean, it's he's, really, and he's funny, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's so funny. He, and Netflix was worried at first. Like, we had to do a couple of chemistry tests, uh, him and I, because he had never really done a sitcom or comedy before. So Netflix was like, can this guy be funny? So they brought me in, and we did a couple scenes together, and he was he was delightful. He's so funny. He's got it. You know, he's got that comedic, comedic timing, and uh, we just have we have such natural chemistry. We love being silly together. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Um, we're we're we would love to do a show together in the future. We're tr- kind of tr- actively trying to make that happen to work together again uh, someday. And um, yeah, he's he's just a delightful delightful person well the fan base is there so could there be a uh kimmy gibbler spinoff is that is that what we're trying for uh no that we there can't be a kimmy gibbler spinoff yet because there's some legalities about who owns the characters and how long they own the characters for so we can't do a kimmy gibbler spinoff at least not right now maybe a long 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 a long time from now but um no, we would do a brand new show. We've talked. Um, well, I mean, we have we have a script. We have something ready to go um, when when people are ready to receive it. But um, yeah, we would love to do like a modern day Lucy and Ricky. So it has shades of Gibbler in there, but it's you know it's it's silly and fun. But it's a it's a completely new show with brand new characters. By the way, um, I could totally see that. Yeah, that's right? great. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's 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 perfect because you know he's the the handsome Latin singer and i'm you know the crazy the crazy one that's just trying to get on stage and be noticed and there's the culture clash but they love each other so much it would be it would be super fun if we can make it happen so maybe once covid is over and everything kind of goes a little bit back to normal yeah we can make that happen andrea barber you guys know her as kimmy gibbler the book full circle from hollywood to real life and back again before we let you go what are people going to find out in this book like like or is it just a lot of like the, the highs and lows of what it's like to be on on a show, real life, and then back to on a show? There's stuff for everybody in here. I mean, for the diehard Full House fans, there's so many behind-the-scenes stories and pictures, uh, just funny anecdotes from life on the set, both Full House and Fuller House. Um, but then the meat of the book is just about me being a mom, going through divorce, and and trying to find myself after being depressed and anxious and living with this mental illness. Um, anybody who's experienced any of that um, will find, will find a little bit of themselves in this book. It's very, it's the most honest I've ever been. So it's, it's all of me right there in those pages. Well, we thank you for being here. You're a delight. Uh, you killed it. <laughs> you know, Thanks, guys. We enjoyed Fuller House. We've enjoyed you for how many years? Jeez, I know. Right. Thanks for, thanks for all the entertainment, Andrea. Thank you very much. And thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Of course. I hope you have me back in 10 years to do Fullest House when we're all grandmas. I'll be Grandma Gibbler by then. Can't wait. You know know it's going to happen. Camino and Rich, best of the week. Only on Faction Talk 103. Whatever. 
So I'm stuck in quarantine because shit hit the fan. Saw this lost old guy on TV and he was like, Will you shut Who is up, man? Listen. And I was like, whatever. I was on a Zoom call and saw this arrogant, kind of obese orange guy, and he was like, Stand back and stand by. And I'm like, Whatever. Then I went to buy a mask because the Rona was peeking. I saw the sassy black lady with a hand up, and she was like, Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. <laughs> I'm speaking. And I was like, Whatever. I went online just to see what was said. Just a lifeless robot man with a fly on his head. You're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. And I was like, whatever. Now it's election time 2020 and we're more divided than ever. He has never I've offered a plan. It to an extent. He has Obama never care, done a As you might thing. know, but probably does. No, Gentlemen, you realize no if you're good, both Joe. speaking at the it's same no time. Good. Well, it's hard to get any word in with this clown. Because this is not. You're listening to the Cavino and Rich Best of the Week podcast. Want to hear more? Tune in to Cavino and Rich live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, and catch them 24-7 on demand with the SiriusXM app. Not a SiriusXM subscriber? Sign up now at SiriusXM.com. Cavino and Rich, only on SiriusXM's Faction Talk 103.